L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Count them one, two, three, four, and a happy new year to you. Four games in this late window, a lot riding on three of them, and one maybe more so than the other. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Bernie Fratto in with us today. We have no George Reister. Bernie, Happy New Year to you. How are you? Happy New Year, buddy. Good to be with you. An already eventful Week 17 in the NFL playoff picture unfolding we've got details so much to unpack i hope three hours is enough (laughs) i hope so as well i want to start out in green bay because you heard monsey play the highlight of the Keyshawn nixon kickoff return and then you just had a pick six and it wasn't a normal pick six and and by that i mean it was a pass from kirk cousins on a fourth down where the Vikings, instead of punting or trying to attempt a long field goal, went for it. Ball was deflected as it was about to enter the hands of TJ Hawkinson. Darnell Savage ends up getting the deflection and takes it all the way to the house for about 68 yards. Like That's that's the type of pick six that it was, 75 yards to be exact. 75 yards. So Green Bay today has scored against Minnesota on the kickoff return, and they've scored on a defensive touchdown. And you've also had a block punt in this game. And this is so fitting, Bernie, because this game has so much riding on it. The Vikings actually now have an opportunity to maybe do something special. They actually have a chance 
at getting home field advantage in the NF in the NFC. If the Eagles were to lose next week and they win this game and then they win next week against the Bears, that is still in play for Minnesota. Yet you've got this bugaboo that you have with the Packers, and I know the Vikings have gotten the best of Green Bay. Heck, did so in week one, but this is a game that you have to win. And to do it on enemy territory, Bernie, I just felt there was so much riding on this game for Minnesota because of everything that is at stake. Sure, they're going to make the playoffs. Sure, they've won the NFC North. But now with the Saints beating the Eagles today, there adds a little bit more to it. And to be able to go to Green Bay, win this game, you knock them out of the playoffs. You validate your win from week one, and then you have even more to play off. That's, that's just the Viking side of things. I think the Vikings are so much under the microscope more than any other team in week 17. And right now they find themselves down 11 early to Green Bay when they haven't given up in the offensive touchdown as of yet. Crazy. Well, take a, take a bit of a bow, Dan. Back in week eight when the Vikings were 6-1, and one, you yourself said right on this show, they're not passing the eye test. I'm not sure why, but something doesn't feel right. Fast forward, we hold two thoughts concurrently. Yes, the Vikings are 12-3, and three, but there's going to be a day of reckoning. Remember, they own the 32nd-ranked defense in the NFL. No team in the history of the NFL has ever won a single playoff game that owned the worst defense in the league. So far, right on cue, this is such an on-brand game for the Vikings. Put a hothouse team outside in the cold. The Packers' defense finally waking up after just 12 turnovers in the first 12 games. The Packers forced eight in the last three. They get a couple more today. Look at what's happening now. We've talked about this. Yes, the Vikings are 12-3, and three, but do they really profile as a 12-3 and three team? Their point differential puts them about on par with the New York Jets. They're not 12-3. and three. <laughs> And they they've not. been to the red zone three times today, Dan. They've gone forward on fourth down twice, failed twice, did manage a field goal and a pick six. I will tell you, this is setting up to be a potential disappointment in the playoffs. And Viking fans, don't play kill the messenger. You've been doing it to me and Dan now for two months. The hate mail I'm getting, Dan, it's egregious. Can't even show it to my kids. Man. My mom put my mom in tears. The yeah. bottom line is this. St. Cloud oh. lay off. <laughs> yeah, easy, easy on a sock rapids. We love you. But dear Vikings, they have raised some flags. And Dan, again, take a bow. You saw this back in week eight. This is and, – and the Vikings, they keep on having opportunities, Bernie. There's still the win against the Colts, obviously, in the comeback. Heck, the win last week against the Giants. We know where they are in one-score games. These are opportunities to not only change the narrative but change the direction of your season. Green Bay's kind of had this slow arrow where we think things are turning into their favor, and they did again at the at the start of today. So, like, things are there with the commander's loss to the Browns. Like, that helps Green Bay. Things are turning Green Bay's way. But it doesn't mean that Green Bay is firing on all cylinders. As you mentioned, their defense now has been able to force some turnovers but I wouldn't say that their offense is a juggernaut. Christian Watson active today, but I don't know how effective he's going to be. And now they haven't needed anything from their offense. They've needed zilch right now from Green Bay's offense, and they've gotten 14 points on the board. And that's like it's such a Minnesota thing to do, even if we're talking about Green Bay. It's just I don't think Green Bay is even close to perfect. And I, you know what they remind me of, Bernie? And it's it's not exact because there was chaos last year with this team. But even in advance of the NBA playoffs, what did we have? People wanting to avoid the Brooklyn Nets. They wanted to. They didn't want to face Brooklyn in the first round. You had teams, you know, maybe Milwaukee didn't, ends up not wanting to uh, to play 
and uh, play strong at the end. Boston's like, who cares? We'll take on Brooklyn. We don't care. And then go and sweep them, and Boston goes to the NBA Finals. And I feel like that's what how we talk about with Green Bay. And I know that they have been playing better, so it's not exact. But this fact of, I don't want to face Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs, and I'm saying to myself, why not? Why Why wouldn't you? Have you watched them this year? Have you watched them lately? Like, there have been sporadic shots, and everybody's worried about the playoff streak. I just I don't think that Green Bay is dangerous, and it's why I also think why Minnesota has a chance today is they now just miss a 46-yard field goal that could have pulled them <laughs> within eight. Like, you can't make this stuff up. Right. Like, there are opportunities. Minnesota blocked a punt at the start of this game in the first quarter and ended up coming away with what? Uh Three points uh, from a first and goal from the two-yard line. Incomplete pass, Dalvin Cook stuffed, stuffed again, and end up let's kick the short field goal and at least get some points off of the block punt. Like this is the Green Bay isn't isn't playing a master class of football yet. Somehow they keep on managing ways to win. And I guess that's all you ask for. But here's an opportunity for Minnesota today for Bernie uh, for or for Minnesota Bernie to do something, and now they miss another opportunity of getting points on the board. Let's talk about Green Bay for just a second because these things always have a context. It is December. Matt LaFleur is 15-0 in December heading into today's game, and he's off to a fine start today. Aaron Rodgers, 33-7 against the division at home in his career. Divisional game today, divisional game week 18 against the Lions. It started last week. Okay, there's an old saying, Dan, be at the right place at the right time, but comma, do something about it. Well, last weekend could not have worked out any better for the Green Bay Packers. They're fighting for a wild card spot, but last week Detroit, New York, Seattle, and Washington all lose, and the Commanders lose again today. So the Packers, and by the way, by the Commanders losing again today, all Green Bay has to do is beat Minnesota today and Detroit next week. They finish 5-8, and eight, and they are in the playoffs. So you have a situation where... In the NFL, you define the moment or the moment defines you. The day of reckoning is starting for the Vikings, and it's also starting for the Packers. One Hall of Famer earlier today proved his medal, 45 going on 25, threw for a million (laughs) yards, dropping dimes all day long. Tampa Bay is back in the tournament. Well, here's another Hall of Fame quarterback, and it may not rest on his back and on his shoulder and arms, but football is played in three phases, and now that it's December – and it's winter, and this is where Green Bay lives. Yes, they're getting some help, but they're taking advantage of it. He's Bernie Fratto. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio, our first edition of 2023 and a Fox Football Sunday. There are three other games going on. We are not ignoring those games. Seahawks with the lead on the Jets. Jets, though, just passed midfield. It's 17-6 to in that game. Jets are right now with a first and 10 from the Seahawks, 44. The Niners lead the Raiders, and Bernie's going to have more about what happened in Las Vegas this week, how everything went down with Derek Carr, and how things could move forward for the Silver and Black. But right now, Jared Stidham's throwing a touchdown pass to Darren Waller. It's a 14-10 game, and the Raiders have just, afford, uh, just forced the 49ers to punt out of the back of their own end zone. So the Raiders are going to take over in 49er territory at the San Francisco 44-yard line with about two and a half minutes left to go in the first half battle of la going on right now 
7-3, Chargers lead the Rams midway through the second quarter. Short week for the Chargers. Seem to be getting maybe their bearing straight, but right now with that early lead. And we mentioned the Seahawks and Jets in that 17-6 ball game. And the the Jets at the football uh, injured Seahawks. Jordan Brooks on the sidelines. Seahawks defense. It's a it's a it's a bend but don't break uh, sort of defense at times, but they can give up yards, they can give up points, and now you lose uh, one of the best tacklers in the NFL to a knee injury. Could be good news for the Jets, but they're down 11. And just as I say that, Bernie Austin Eckler has just ripped off a run for the Chargers, 72 yard touchdown run. So the Chargers extending their lead against the Rams. We have a really good window here. It it, it really is. And you know what it did, Bernie? You know what you know what happened. That is a, a super big flashback is the Packers Vikings is on CBS and what it's been 30 years since like, you know, the top NFC game of the week is on CBS way before the TV packages. Yeah. This is, this would have been a summer all Madden sort of game oh, on CBS. Look at you. Yes. When they, and, and, and by the way, in the eighties, the Packers and Vikings weren't playing any marquee games usually because green Bay was four and 12 uh, during that time. But it's a CBS game, so you have Nance and Romo there taking it all in. So it's kind of a, a blast from the past if you want to go to the Wayback TV networks. A wink and a nod to the great Scott Hunter, by the way. Interesting irony today, Dan. Even though there are so many playoff implications, only one of the games in the entire slate would be played between two teams with winning record, records, and you got to wait till Monday night, Buffalo and Cincinnati. One quick non sequitur. While we're on the you can't make it, you know, make this stuff up, the Dolphins lost today, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and and the Jets are are losing. What does that mean? The Raiders are still not eliminated. If they win their final two games, the Dolphins lose their final two games. The Jets lose to the Seahawks, but then beat the Dolphins in Week 18. The Patriots beat the Dolphins, which they did, but lose to the Bills. The Steelers lose just one more game, and the Tennessee Titans lose to the Jags in Week 18. And if you followed all that, you're better than me. The Raiders are in the playoffs. <laughs> He's Bernie Fratto. Get him on Twitter at Bernie Fratto. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Bayer on Fox. We'll have a look at your fantasy numbers for Week 17. I know title games everywhere uh, in the world of fantasy football. So Bo Benson, our executive producer, will have some of your hits early on. Plus, we'll take a look at what went down in Las Vegas this past week. Again, keeping you locked on what's happening in these in this window right here of four games with a lot to play for for a lot of these teams. It's all coming up here on Fox Red Zone Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K. 
LASIK.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. is Fox Red Zone Radio. And we've got the plays that you may have missed. Hand off to Eckler. Eckler hits the hole and he's through. To the 40, to the 50, to the 40. It's a foot race. 30, 20, 10. Austin Eckler, touchdown. Chargers, 72 yards, a new career long. Now. Back live to the studios of Fox Sports Radio. This is Fox Red Zone Radio. A very happy new year to you and yours. He's Bernie Fratto. I'm Dan Beyer. It's Fox Sports Radio. And that highlight there, courtesy... Matt Money Smith on the call on KYSR, Alt 98.7 on the Chargers Radio Network. Four games going on in this late window. Get a look at your fantasy numbers. Plus, after Monty Bolaños gives us the latest of what's going on, Bernie Fratto is going to fill us in on what's going on with the Raiders. And I can tell you what's going on with the Raiders at this exact second is that Devontae Adams has just caught a touchdown pass from Jarrett Stidham with just seconds remaining in the first half. So the Raiders have retaken the lead on the Niners. Extra point coming up, but it's 16-14 silver and black. Maybe this maybe this has rejuvenated this Raiders team, Bernie. This whole controversy, uh, they're going to look and see if Devontae Adams had both of his feet in. Uh, but uh, this, this Raiders team comes out with a spirited effort, and we've touched on the top. Niners have a lot to play for. Raiders uh, really don't, but you did lay out the scenario where things could fall their way and they could get in. But a great effort so far by the Raiders in the first half in the, I guess, post-Derek Carr era. And I think you have to, if we're being honest, you have to expect that in the National Football League. I I had the good pleasure of covering the 0-16 Detroit Lions, and Rod Marinelli said one thing that has always stuck out. 100% of what you do is observed 100% of the time by somebody, and it's going to be on film. So a lot of these guys are playing for jobs. A lot of these Raiders, 
you know, they're they're being evaluated. Will they be with the team next year? Might they be with someone else next year? Or might they be working at Napa Auto Parts? And that's good Christian good values, good work. I'm not putting that down. What I am saying is, though, I expected the Raiders to get an effort today. They were 10-point underdogs. They knew it. It's an us-against-the-world mentality. And you know, you know as well as anybody, Dan, on any given Sunday in the National Football League, learn to expect the unexpected. And that extra point was good, so the Raiders are up three. The Rams have just gotten into the end zone. Malcolm Brown, a touchdown run. Extra point was good. Brown running in from 23 yards out. It's 14-10 to 10 Chargers over the Rams in the battle for L.A. Seahawks right now up on the Jets, 17-6, facing a fourth and 19 with a minute to go. And it looks like the Seahawks are just going to have to punt it uh Tried to pin the Jets deep after Geno Smith took a sack, took him out of field goal range. So the Jets, who have two timeouts, will get the football back, but down 11. And as for what's happening in, in what I think is the game of, of the day and the game of the week, Green Bay just settled for a 26-yard field goal by Mason Crosby, 17-3. to Green Bay on top of Minnesota in that contest. Green Bay had it uh, first and goal, but unable to cash in. So you get the short points from Crosby to extend that lead to 14. What was the Raiders playoff scenario again, Bernie? So because this is what was funny is I went and I looked at the uh, looked at the standings in the AFC and the Cleveland Browns, who won today against the Commanders, are actually ahead of the Raiders, yet eliminated from the playoffs. The Raiders not yet eliminated, even with a worse record. It's because they haven't played or completed their game. But when you look on the standings, it's weird because it doesn't have anything to do with the division. Divisions are wrapped up. It has everything to do with the wild card, but still the Raiders are alive. What is the scenario for the Raiders to stay alive? You mentioned it earlier. Run it down again. So the Raiders will need to win their final two games, the 49ers today at home, of course, and then the Chiefs January 8th at home. They need the Dolphins to lose their final two games. They lost today. Okay. They need the Jets to lose to the Seahawks today, but then turn around and beat the Dolphins in Week 18. They need the Patriots to beat the Dolphins, which they did today, but lose to the Bills in Week 18. Okay. They need the Steelers to lose one of their final two games, and then finally – in what will be the battle for the AFC South crown next week, they need the Titans, the Raiders need the Titans to lose to the Jaguars. That's all That's all they need, Dan. They also need the Washington Generals to top the Globetrotters. And, and well. Red Klotz is aware of this, and I'm telling you, he's going to have his charges ready. This is, this, is, this is the crazy thing is you mentioned, you know, four or five of those scenarios. There are only one or two that I thought, ah, it doesn't look too good. And one of them was the Raiders beating the Chiefs. But in a lot of those scenarios, like there's – and the Chiefs, you know, very well will have something to play for uh, coming up next week, and you're going to have that game going on at the same time as as a lot of these other games. But when you run down some of those scenarios that are at stake – some of them aren't aren't far fetched at all, you know, in getting in getting the help that they had. I mean, Patriots losing to the Bills, or the Bills having something to play for. I don't think that's shocking at all that you know something like that could happen. That's just one of the steps. The tough one, the other tough one, aside from the Raiders beating the Chiefs, may actually be the Titans beating the Jaguars because Jacksonville had nothing to play for today, absolutely nothing. And Doug Peterson had talked throughout the week. He didn't you know believe in resting, and people pointed to what he did with Nate Sudfeld in Philadelphia. The, the the point is this. They had nothing to play for today. They had everything to play for this week, and they played a Texans team who they wanted revenge on from what happened earlier this this season. 
but also a Texans team that actually had been playing somewhat okay football as of late, giving the Chiefs a run for their money. Same with the Cowboys and the Jaguars put it on them. And so now you have Josh Dobbs coming to town, likely to Jacksonville on Sunday. And uh, although the schedule has not been set, but the fact is, is you're going to have a, a, a likely it's winner take all matchup in that game. But for the Raiders, they would need the Titans to win. I think that would be. I don't know. I just don't like the Titans' chances against Jacksonville. So you are exactly correct. It's going to come down to Week 18 in Jacksonville. Whoever wins that game will win the AFC South, even though the two teams would have split if Tennessee wins. Tennessee has the tiebreaker because they have a better record within their division. One interesting side note, Dan, if there's a tie in that game, the Jaguars would advance. Having said all that, here's what's interesting. The Chiefs won today, of course. Wasn't easy, but it's the National Football League. The Bills have a tough matchup with Cincinnati Monday night. Currently, the Bills will get the only lone buy in this new playoff format. They're already champions of the AFC East, but they'd love to have home field throughout, of course, and they would love to have that buy. Should the Bills lose to the uh, Bengals Monday night, it very much opens the door for the Chiefs to take that situation where they might have the buy in, in, in the playoffs, they are down in the head-to-head tiebreaker, but that's going to force Buffalo to win a tough game against New England the following week. And if the Chiefs beat the Raiders, you see what can happen here. So yep. depending on what happens Monday night, the Chiefs could be highly motivated to come in and thump the Raiders in Week 18. Yeah. So, so many things to unpack. And we haven't even hardly talked about the Jets because they would clinch your playoff berth if they win their final two games or they need the Patriots to lose one of their last two games. It just never ends, Dan. It doesn't. It doesn't. But one of the reasons we can not talk about the Jets right now is because they are down 11. And the the Seahawks are up nearing halftime, just 24 seconds left to go. And if the Jets lose this game, uh, 24 seconds left to go in the half, Jets lose this game, they are eliminated from postseason competition and playoff uh, consideration. Let's get a look at the fantasy numbers. Bernie, our executive producer, Bo Benson. It is championship week, title game. I know a lot of of big names came and stepped up to the plate. Bo Benson's got the latest for us. Go, go, go! go. Fantasy hits. And misses. All right, Bo, who hits in week 17? Does winning the consolation bracket count as a championship? It would be a very Colts thing. Yes, to, that's uh, that's where accept. I'm going to hang that banner yes. uh, Yeah, next year. That'll, that banner's going up. Uh, quarterbacks, Tom Brady today. He had a 432 yards passing and three touchdowns. And Daniel Jones of the Giants, big big day from him on uh, both sides. 177 yards passing, two touchdowns. Added 91 yards rushing and two wow. touchdowns from him as well. Uh, wide receivers, uh, Mike Evans of the Bucks, <laughs> 10 receptions for 207 yards and three touchdowns. I got 51 points from him today in my, uh, my oh, starting congratulations. lineup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes. that consolation bracket is mine once again. Uh, Amari Cooper of the Browns, three receptions, 105 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, running back wise, DeAndre Swift of the Lions, 78 yards rushing with a touchdown and a receiving touchdown. And I don't think this has ever happened before. But we have Austin Eckler already in his game with 98 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. It just yeah, we one, haven't had an in progress first half. Yeah, that, just just an insane day from him already, and I'm I'm sure it's going to get even better uh, with, with him out there. So yeah, those are your uh, early and then mid uh, mid fantasy hits. Get him on Twitter at Bo Not Jackson. It's the uh, the new Twitter handle. That's where you can find Bo Benson giving us those latest numbers. 
Honestly, in, in looking at the matchups this week, I have to give a big tip of the cap to one Mike Harmon, who on our fantasy football podcast, I Want Your Flex, recommended a Daniel Jones start. Yeah. Now you're saying you're saying, well, they're playing the Colts, of course. But but Bernie, that game was game was, you know, on a hand for you know, that I don't want to say for much of it, but for the second half it was pretty much over. Yeah, Daniel Jones still did it with his legs, and Mike even said on the podcast Daniel Jones and his running ability uh, makes him a play this week in Week 17. So if you had the guts to play Daniel Jones in your fantasy league in your title game, you reap the benefits today. And it's a good call by Mike, and, and I give Brian Dable top credit because he has really had an incredible effect on Daniel Jones, the same way he had on Josh Allen, particularly on game day decision-making and playing the position with your eyes and the numbers bear it out, and top credit to the Giants who clinch a, a playoff berth today. Daniel Jones, some nice numbers, threw a couple of touchdown passes, had a rating of 125. We do have a quick update in the Minnesota Vikings game, Dan. Vikings one for six already in the first half on third down conversions, and on this third down conversion, they have a false start, but they get bailed out on a roughing the passer. So go Vikings. <laughs> Hey, any means necessary. What it ended up being was uh, the unnecessary roughness is actually on um, Quay Walker, the rookie out of out of Georgia, who picked up KJ Osborne and then slammed him to the ground. So there's the, it keeps the drive alive. But again, it's nothing that the Minnesota Vikings did because it was the first catch by KJ Osborne. And in fact, first catch by a wide receiver. Yes, that includes Justin Jefferson so far in this game for Minnesota. And there's six minutes until halftime. If that doesn't tell you what type of game it's been for Minnesota. And just as I'm saying that a pass from Kirk Cousins tipped at the line of scrimmage and then picked off by Green Bay. Oh, my goodness. So this, it, 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 uh, this, this is this is so Minnesota. It is so Minnesota. I kid you not. You're looking for Justin Jefferson. He actually ends up slipping, but it didn't matter because the ball ended up being tipped. And now uh, frustration is starting to set in. Jair Alexander of the Packers broke up a pass, Bernie, that was intended for Justin Jefferson in the first quarter on a second and 10, broke it up and did the gritty in front of him. And I just thought it was I thought it was like a little premature yes, considering yes. there is a lot of football left to play. It was only That's a right. second down play. It wasn't a it wasn't anything, but just one pass breakup can tell you on how much uh the Packer defenders have been looking forward to this. He couldn't wait to uh throw that in Justin Jefferson's face. And and while the Vikings continue to struggle like a drunk crossing an icy street. Give a little bit of credit to Green Bay. Again, December, heading into today, Matt LaFleur, 15-0 and in December games. Heading into today, the Packers, their defense has become a turnover-causing machine for a check that. 11 turnovers now in the last four games. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. The, uh, the Seahawks and Jets going at halftime, and Jets didn't get anything going, so it's going to be the Seahawks up 17-6. to Mike White sacked on a Hail Mary attempt. Ball was jarred loose, Seahawks recover, but uh, time ran out. And Justin Herbert was just sacked, which would be a significant loss of yardage. The Chargers had it second and two at the 24-yard line of the Rams. But Jalen Ramsey came in on a blitz, jarred the ball loose from Herbert's possession as he was trying to throw it. Herbert ended up recovering the ball at the 48-yard line. So this would be a 20-plus yard uh, loss of yardage. 
and the Chargers would have a third down with just 50 seconds left to go in the half, only up four on the Rams. For more on these late games, the scores, and what happened earlier, Bernie, as we are live from the TireRack.com studios, let's head over to the news desk. A big happy new year to Monty Bolaños. A happy 2023. Monty, what is going on? Guys, happy new year. How are we doing? Hey, I'll tell you how good. we're doing. I, Monty, I have it on good authority that Mike Evans oh. took he took your advice to stop eating meat. Look what happened today. Right? Oh, you have no idea how much smack I was talking before 10 a.m. Because I'm playing for the title game, not the consolation <laughs> title game, but I'm playing in my championship fantasy league. And I was like, oh, Mike Evans, I can't bench him. I have no other person to sub him with. And he's done nothing all season. I was telling Steve Hartman. And then he went off. He wow. absolutely went off. Good I for you. Yeah, I have standard, not PPR. So he gave me 40 points in standard, which is all I need because yeah. I also have Kirk Cousins. And let me tell you, he's done nothing. Yeah. So. Yeah, whoever had Kirk Cousins needs CPR. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? He likes to do this in the first half. He likes to do. He, he likes to make me uncomfortable until later in the game. So that's what I'm hoping for because he's only completed six of 16 passes for 52 yards and two interceptions. No bueno. But the Packers are beating the Vikings 17 to three. Less than six minutes to go in the first half. The Chargers still up on the Rams. Really, Austin Eckler. I mean, what can't this man do? Five carries, 100 yards, two touchdowns. Chargers up on the Rams 14 to 10. One minute to go in the first half. Seahawks beating the Jets at halftime 17 to six and the. Raiders have a slight lead on the 49ers at halftime as well, 17-14. Jarrett Stidham, how about 11 of 14 for 145 yards and two touchdowns? By the way, Bernie, I think performing open heart surgery is easier than what you had to describe for the Raiders to get to the playoffs. Uh, that you could very well be true. I, 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 You lost me. I was like, I'm sorry, what? Who? No, I couldn't believe you explained that so well. But I thought open heart surgery was a little bit uh, easier than what you right. were Right, they do about. that every day. People are very <laughs> successful. So there, who can argue with that logic? Listen, right. there, there's a part when you have all those scenarios that you're like, we still have a chance. And I'm sure, you know, we're, we're going to see the, the dumb and dumber. For but, sure. <laughs> but sure. when it gets to six or seven, like that's oh. when it's a little worn down. <laughs> right. I, I mean, that's that's that, that's the problem. By the way. So the, you're telling me there's a chance. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah! Exactly. If there's just two scenarios, it could get you really locked in. But they have to wait for that many or to hope for that many. It, it, a lot of things have to happen. A lot yes. of things have to happen. Nine games in the books for today. Like the Giants who cruise past the Colts and for the first time since 2016 are headed to the playoffs. You heard Bo Benson. Really, the MVP of that game was Daniel Jones in the air and on the ground. The Browns came alive in the second half to beat the Commanders 24-10. While the Saints held on to beat the Eagles 20-10, the Lions dominated the Bears 41-10. Jared Goff, another MVP week, 21 of 29 for 255 yards and three touchdowns. The Jaguars blew the Texans out of the water. 31 to 3 was the final score. The Buccaneers and the Panthers. This really went down to the wire, but the Buccaneers held on and defeated the Panthers 30 to 24. They have won the NFC South, the 19th division title for the Buccaneers, most in NFL history. And the Patriots with the win over the Dolphins, 23 to 21. Patriots safety Kyle Duggar recorded his third defensive touchdown of the season, and the Chiefs outscored the Broncos 27 to 24 but hey Russell Wilson came to life two rushing touchdowns in this game and then the Falcons edged the Cardinals nobody cares but they did 20 to 19 back to you guys thank you very much Monty yeah. get her on Twitter at Monty <laughs> Bolaños
It is a Fox Sports Red Zone Radio Sunday, and Green Bay has now taken up shop in Minnesota territory. So Packers driving three and a half minutes to go, up 17 to 13. Uh, first and 20, a 10-yard uh, holding penalty is going to push them back, but they've got it first and 20 at the Vikings' 30-yard line. And I'm just going to harp on it. Like I, I just, I, I don't think that Green Bay is is a great football team. And things go, things go their way. They, they really do, Bernie. And here's a situation where the Minnesota Vikings, not only is it just one thing. I don't know if that's worse, you know, to, to, to play a great game and maybe have one thing in the end not go well for you or to just have absolutely nothing go right for you. But that's where we are. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is 5 of 10 for 37 yards right now. Just flashed up the graphic on the screen. 5 of 10, 37 yards. His team is up 14 nearing the end of the first half, and they're in Vikings territory with an opportunity to maybe go up three scores, which actually they just did. So, like, that, that, is, that is where the, the, I just I cannot emphasize enough on, on how frustrating life must be for a Vikings fan because this just ends up happening. I mean, like, the, the Colts game, you're, you know, ha, 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 and you win again in the Magic, but to go, heck, Green Bay was what three and a half point favorite in this game. Uh, yeah, Rogers hits, they, yeah, they Rogers hits. You know, Robert Tunyon, twenty one yard touchdown passing catch. I, I, I mean, it's in. It's, we're not even going to be close to to that. As it is, it's all Green Bay right now, and they haven't even played that well. And that's that's like the that's the other doubly frustrating thing I think for a Minnesota fan is it's not like Green Bay is doing anything special. These are just a lot of self inflicted wounds done here by the Vikings. Hmm. Well, it, this is not a uh, an offensive masterpiece by any team. The Vikings have a whopping 92 yards. You mentioned Aaron Rodgers' stats. Aaron Jones is averaging 10 yards a carry. But again, back to our earlier point, this is what shows up when you have the 31st-ranked rushing defense and the 32nd-ranked defense overall. You put a hothouse team out in the cold in elements where Aaron Rodgers lives against the division in December. The Vikings are going to have their day of reckoning. It's not today. It's going to be when the playoff starts, when they are at home, and they've got a lesser seed. And, you know, that's when you're really going to feel the pressure. That's when you're really going to, you know, if the season ended today, now before in today, they would have faced the number seven commanders. They might face a game team like the Lions. So much of this has to play out. You know what I'm really looking forward to, though, Dan? Because, of, of course, of all my years in Detroit, Next Sunday, it appears that this is going to be a de facto playoff game between the Lions and Packers at Lambeau Field, and I think it could be one for the ages because I really do think the Lions, certainly offensively, are for real. Yes, they showed it today against the Bears, and it's. I wondered why the Titans Jaguars game, since we knew Bernie was going to be for you know all the marbles of the AFC South, and I just wonder, like, why why doesn't the NFL just announce that's the Sunday night game? All the parties can plan. Everybody can adjust, but I think that's the last possible matchup that they wanted on on Sunday night. And if you can have a Green Bay Lions game, and I, and I know the the Lions aren't marquee, but they are a heck of a lot more popular than they were a year ago. And and I think you'd have Packer fans against everybody else who's cheering for the Lions, and I think that would make for compelling TV. 
under the lights at night at uh, Green Bay may give the Packers another advantage, but we yes. shall see if it ends up if that ends up being the case. Get Bernie on Twitter at Bernie Fratto. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. Okay, I've teased it enough. We've had certain things happening. Bernie will give us the latest of what's happening with Derek Carr and his future, as it's not likely in Las Vegas and how we got to this point. We are live from the TireRack.com studios. That's next here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. This is Fox Red Zone Radio. And we've got the plays that you may have missed. Rodgers buying time, looking, lost, right side of the end zone. Touchdown, touchdown, Robert Tunyon. Right side of the end zone. It's 23-3. They beat Josh Metellus. Now. Back live to the studios of Fox Sports Radio. This is Fox Red Zone Radio. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's Bernie Fratto. I'm Dan Beyer. We have got a situation developing in Las Vegas. Bernie Fratto is going to tell us why the Raiders moved on from Derek Carr and how it all happened. Just as Jared Stidham bought himself some time and threw a 60-yard touchdown pass to a wide-open Devontae Adams, the Raiders are about to take a 10-point lead on the 49ers. Again, San Francisco has something to play for. The Eagles lost today. The Vikings are losing right now. There are scenarios where the Niners could actually move atop to the top spot of the NFC conference uh, to the NFC if they got help next week. But right now, Raiders extending their lead. There was a penalty on the 49ers declined, so the Raiders are in the end zone. The second time that Adams and Stidham have connected on a touchdown pass and catch for Stidham is third of the game to 212 yards and three touchdown passes. All right, Bernie, let's get the latest on how this whole Derek Carr thing went down in Las Vegas this week. So let me give this some context. August 7th, 1999, our pagers went off and Barry Sanders retired suddenly. But it turned out not to be so sudden because if you peel back the onion, uh, the nine months before that, he walked off the field at Soldier Field and was muttering something. Bobby Ross sent him four letters. The head coach of the Lions at the time called him 11 times. Barry Sanders didn't respond to anything, and he retired. This has a backstory as well. Let's go back to January 31st when Josh McDaniels was hired. It's coming out now that McDaniels was not sold on car, neither was Mark Ziegler, and frankly, Mark Davis, by his own admission, was, quote, lukewarm on Derek Carr. Be that as it may, on April 13th, Carr did get a three-year, $121 million extension. However, it was the most team-friendly extension in the history of the world. It was only guaranteed one year, $25 million. And if Derek Carr was on the roster February 15th, he would be owed $40 million. If he's not on the roster, well, you know what happens next. So this past week, it came to a head. They realized everything has regressed. Nothing's worked. The one-year tryout for Derek Carr to prove to Mark Davis and prove to Josh McDaniels that he would, in fact, be the guy under center to get the Raiders to the Super Bowl has come to an inglorious end. He'll either be cut, he'll be traded. I know there are five teams already that have inquired about Derek Carr, the Commanders, Saints, Jets, Falcons, and Bucks. But I'm holding out, Dan, an opinion, and it is an opinion, and I'm always bragging about all the moles I have and the people, I, and I do, but in this case, this is just an opinion. I think it's 50-50 Derek Carr retires. He's made $135 million in his career. He's had a career, nine years, 142 starts, 63-79 and 79 as a starter. And the bottom line is this. He has said many times, 
I'll be a Raider for life or I'll be golfing. He's a pillar in the community. He loves living here. And that's sort of the Cliff Notes version of how this thing happened. But it was actually more like nine, ten months of the making sure. versus just last week. I, I, I can understand on, on why it happened. I just felt like Derek Carr deserved more for what he did uh, for that organization. Um, e- even if it's Bernie, I, I, I know it's not the the most comfortable sort of thing, but you know, to have the final game in front of the, the home fans, um, to have that, you know, one final send off. And I, that's, that's what I expected more. And I felt like the game on Sunday night, which was played in below zero temps against the Steelers, uh, or it was on Christmas Eve night. It was a, a week ago, Saturday, but that game against the Steelers, like you can't, I, I don't know how much you can hold against him for that performance and i know it wasn't just that performance so i get all that that's why though i felt that there could have been just a little something more for Derek carr but the in the end um didn't happen so well, and to your point that's where this can be such a cold unforgiving calculating business Derek carr did stabilize the quarterback position in the last nine years for the raiders he did throw for a lot of yards football's played in three phases never had great defenses but you know how uh, how the game works, Dan. Uh, you either win or you don't. And I think Josh McDaniels made sort of a sort of a you know a, a decision based on his earlier hunch. And so at the end of the day, you're right. You're never going to like the way it ends. And Derek Carr will his legacy is secure. I think. Welcome to the Fox Sports Radio Tailgate, presented by the Big Green Egg. Nothing beats the flavor of live fire cooking on a Big Green Egg. It's the most versatile grill you'll ever own. Backed by a lifetime warranty, roll with the best. Shop online for free delivery at BigGreenEgg.com. Lifetime warranty, free home delivery, BigGreenEgg.com. Vikings miss a field goal. Packers take over up 21 with 36 seconds left to go in the first half. It's all Packers right now, and it's all next year on Fox Sports Radio. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. 
49ers have just answered a Raiders score. We'll tell you how that happened. But first, we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Christian McCaffrey answers that Devontae Adams touchdown with a touchdown of his own. A scamper from 14 yards out. Extra point is good, so it's a 24-21 game as the Niners have just gotten back on the scoreboard. 5.22 left to go in the third quarter. As for what's happening in L.A., and this is my own commentary after this, Chargers driving in the red zone, going to be facing a third and three from about the 11-yard line. So the Chargers have an opportunity to add more points Actually, make that uh, about the six-yard line. I think I got my yard lines mixed up. Third and three for the Chargers coming up as they are up seven on the Rams. You heard Monty tell you the Seahawks are up on the Jets by 11. Kenneth Walker's over the 100-yard mark, 115 yards on the ground. And then that Packers-Vikings game, which I don't think Vikings fans wanted to believe it. I didn't want to believe it for Vikings fans, but it's happening, and it's happening again. And the Vikings uh, falling short against Green Bay, 27-3 to as Mason Crosby kicked a 55-yarder at the end of the half to make it that 24-point game. Bernie, this is just more, <laughs> more of the same. When you and I get together, the Vikings, for some reason, are a hot topic of conversation. Today is no different. So before I get to a quick head-scratching stat in that game, I was able to get a glimpse of uh, the audio in Patrick Peterson's halftime speech. He says, hey, guys, remember three weeks ago when we needed five touchdowns to come back and win? <laughs> Today we only need four. <laughs> so here's the head-scratching cra- head stat, easy for me to say. Justin Jefferson enters this game, 123 receptions, almost 1,800 yards on the year. Incredible year he's having. Today, Dan, add up his receptions, add up his yards, you and I combined have the same amount that he does. Mm, goose egg. Goose egg. Wow. The Green, Green Bay defense uh, it has been uh, opportunistic today, uh, to say the least. They've taken advantage, but it's also been Kirk Cousins past, uh, tipped at the line of scrimmage, uh, off the mark maybe a second late. It's gotten It's gone from bad to worse for Minnesota. An update of what happened in L.A., Jer- uh, Justin Herbert connects with Gerald Everett. Six-yard touchdown pass and catch. Extra point is good. So the Chargers extending their lead 24-10 to on the Rams. And I've said this on this program a bunch. I've said it on Fox Sports Radio a bunch, Bernie. I believe that the Rams and Chargers should be playing every single season. I think that is especially, especially in a city like LA and I and I think it it would work in New York as well. I think that you could continue that rivalry and I think it would work. But you need something, you need something to to spice things up. You need we've talked about the the race for LA and maybe they're all going to finish the second to the Raiders um at least for the near future. But this is a game that should be happening every single year and when the NFL expanded to 17 regular season games I thought it would have been great for a natural rivalry to be developed. Instead, they went with their own formula, which I've got my own issues with. But just to see a Chargers-Rams game, I work weekly on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. And John Ramos is our technical producer. And Jason Stewart's our executive producer. Jason's a Chargers fan. John is a Rams fan. Perfect synopsis right there. They went to the game today together. Like, this is is the stuff that you can do. And it's not just a – but it – 
it would make, especially in the city of L.A. where we're located, I know you're in Vegas, but when we're in L.A., I think it could only help garner interest if you have this matchup every single year. But the NFL, not going to have it. I'm in agreement. The NFL has their own formula for scheduling, and I think it's time to per, you know perhaps revisit that because you have to have six games against divisional opponents. We know that, but then it rotates from conference to conference and division to division every year. But it makes sense. You have regional matchups around the nation. You got two teams that play in the same stadium. It makes perfect sense to have those two play every year for lots of you know lots of reasons. I know there are going to be some that'll argue that. You've already got eight home games. It creates an extra home game, whatever the case may be. But I'm in agreement with you. And to kind of piggyback what you said about half an hour ago, who would have known, you put this in your notes, that the Jets and Seahawks would be a de facto playoff game today? It is. That might have had great interest. Flex tonight versus Pittsburgh and Baltimore, which could be a snoozer. Sure. You've got a situation in major market New York as well. So you're not wrong about how the NFL needs to revisit their scheduling policies. Are, are they merely an inflexible anchor, or can we create a guideline and some flexibility to create more fan interest regionally? Here's, here's the other thing, and I'm glad you brought up the, the Seahawks and Jets. The reason that they're playing is because this is the 17th game. The 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 – NFC West played the AFC West this year, but in the cross-division sort of way that they have done this 17th game, this is the 17th game. Do you think the New York Jets wanted to fly across the country to the Pacific Northwest and, and, and play this game in one of the longer flights? You take a team like, like the, the Seahawks, and, and the Seahawks matchup would be, uh, their rival would be a, a different story. You'd have to figure out something to work out and who their natural rival would be because there isn't a, same, a shared team in the same city. However, do you think that if it was vice versa, do you think the Seahawks wanted to add another trip to New York You know, to, to, to their already you know, tough travel schedule from where they're located? It cuts down on travel. For four teams, and at least at least gives them a break. If you have if you have that matchup, if the Jets had to play the Giants, that's one less three thousand mile road trip the Jets would have had to have taken. I'm sorry, that's better for the NFL. It's better for the Jets. It's better for everybody involved. It's just I, for for some reason in their way of competitive balance, and I just don't I don't know how you can have a competitive schedule, Bernie over an 18-week schedule when division games are weighed a certain way. Like, it's not it's not fair, I, I, I think it's – or it's not equal when a division game is played in week two as opposed to maybe one in week 17 when one team maybe doesn't have as much to play for. Injuries have, have ravaged a certain team. The names and the jerseys are, are the same, but it's just – it's not the equal matchup, and I think that the NFL needs to – get that out of their heads that you could have much more intriguing matchups if you could just, you know, open your eyes a little. And to take that great. a step further, you're right. The Jets grow across, uh, they have to fly across country in, in one of the longest trips outside of a London trip. You turn right around. If you're the New York Jets, you got to play in Miami next week. So back-to-back road games, a ton of travel. Neither one is at home. Yeah, that's got to be a little tough. When you're the Jets, you know heading into today, you can clinch a playoff berth, but you got to win your final two games. You need the Patriots to lose one. That happened today, but no help from the schedule makers. The Jets really have you know, a tough task. 
He's Bernie Fratto. Get him on Twitter at Bernie Fratto. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox Football Fans. Be sure to tune in to Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM on Saturday morning, three hours before kickoff. That's right. Tune in on Sunday morning, 10 o'clock Eastern time. We take you live all the way to kickoff on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app presented by BetMGM. And next week should be absolutely crazy considering there are going to be games that are meaningful, games that aren't meaningful and, and whatnot. So you'll not want to miss that coming up on Sunday. I do want to get your thoughts, Bernie, on what happened with the Eagles and Saints today. And it's not really on the Saints sort of thing, but I I thought that the performance that Philadelphia put together against the Cowboys at that time, I actually thought it was more about the performance of Gardner Minshew and what the Eagles were able to do without Jalen Hurts. And even in a loss, they had that cushion at the top. Well, that cushion's gotten a lot thinner. It, it is it is not as soft as it was, especially after a game today. Eagles fall to the Saints, where Gardner Minshew and the Eagles could not get a drive going. They were mocked when they got a first down late in the first half by their fans on a cheer. Saints absolutely dominated time of possession. They dominated the ground game, and New Orleans goes to Philadelphia, beats the Eagles 20-10. to 10. Now, if the Eagles win next week against the Giants, no harm, no foul. They're the number one overall seed. They win the NFC East. Uh, all is good. However, do you think all is good for the Philadelphia Eagles as they've now lost their last two games? Well, if you have designs on getting the loan by and having home field advantage uh, during the entire playoffs, you've opened the door for teams chasing you. So that part is not good. Again, another schedule situation. Today's game sandwiched between two divisional games, the you know Eagles. But all of a yeah. sudden now, all of a sudden now, the dynamic has changed, right? The Eagles already dealing with injury bug coming into their matchup against the Saints. They take another huge blow. Josh Sweat, he had 11 sacks so far this season. He's carried off the field. So to your point, Dan, when you add it all up and put it in a blender, no, it doesn't look anywhere near as daunting for the Eagles this year. And I I think when we talked a couple weeks ago, I asked you, is this one of those years, Dan, where forget the usual suspects. You get the Chiefs and, and, and the Bengals and the Bills and over in the NFC, you know, maybe maybe the Eagles, maybe the Cowboys. Here's the deal. Is it right for one of these teams to come out of left field like the Chargers, like the Stan Humphreys Chargers did back in 1995? Is it possible, are we looking, with so much parity, that – there, you know, there are no yeah. great dominant teams like the Steelers of the 70s or the Niners of the 80s or the Cowboys of the 90s or the New England in this earlier decade. The point I'm making is it seems like it's setting up for someone to come out of left field. Yeah, especially in the NFC. And, and, and Ken, I am not I, I am going to stand on this mountain. I just I even if Green Bay gets in, I am not a believer. And I know that there people think that there could be a. I, I picked him to win the Super Bowl, Bernie, and I am still like not a, a. I am not a believer. I'm not. I just. I don't think that they have what it takes. AFC, I think, is a different story. You mentioned the Stan Humphrey led Chargers. Like I think the Justin Herbert led Chargers could get on a run, but it's just the gauntlet of Buffalo, Kansas City, and Cincinnati right now that are at the top. When you look at what is going on right now, and I think that if if you would have, you we you know we start this show say at. We normally, uh, every week, we started at 5 o'clock Eastern time. But if we would have started this show at 4 o'clock Eastern time, I would have said, well, it's there for the Niners. Like, this is this is the opportunity. And I know people have been on the Niners train much, much earlier than I have. But I think it would set up, especially with this matchup against the Raiders today. But now you've got 
Jared Stidham picking apart this 49ers defense. You're kind of wondering, all right, what's what's going on? This hasn't happened. Is this just a blip on the radar, but it's there for San Francisco? But, yeah, I, I just, I, you know, every time I go to the NFC, and I know maybe I'm not answering your question, I just – I, I question the teams at on top, but the, do I see the Giants making a push? No. Do I see the Packers making a push? No. Um, do I think the Buccaneers and winning the division are going to surprise? No, I don't. I, you know, and so like in the end, I think it just comes down to Philadelphia and San Francisco for me, in in who's going to come out of the NFC and maybe Dallas. But you know, Dal, you know, even in Dallas's wins, I haven't been so impressed. Maybe Dallas is that team, Bernie. But I just I don't see any of the the out of nowhere kind of like a Rams team did last year. Um, you, you know, yeah. not that they came out of nowhere, but yeah. they were what the four they were the four seed right. and you end games, up yeah yeah. yeah you, you, and you went on the road in Tampa, and you end up getting a home game in the NFC Championship. So I just I don't see that. I still seeing I'm still seeing the top seeds hold serve. And if Jalen Hurts can come back from Philadelphia uh, for Philadelphia, um, that's obviously an enormous boost. And I just think that they would be difficult to knock off. I know people you wanted might. to knock their schedule, but I earlier in the season, but. I, I still think that they're better than than a vast majority of the NFC. You might have inadvertently answered your own question. So full disclosure, let's go back to August. You know, it's uh, part of our man cards that we have to predict who's going to be in the Super Bowl. It's, it's, it's the law. We have to, right? We're men. I had Kansas City and Green Bay. Can't lie. Now, why? Okay. Green Bay had seven first-round draft choices on defense. And I believed Aaron Rodgers would do enough and get that receiving crew. I didn't believe the Vikings would do what they're doing. I thought the Lions were a year or two away, if that, right? We all know about the Bears. So I believe the Packers would be in the playoffs. Over in the AFC, the Chiefs, I think the Bills, when they play the Chiefs in the playoffs, it's like Yogi Berra used to say, teams play the Yankees, they can't beat us because they get stuck staring at the pinstripes. When it matters in the playoffs, I think the Chiefs prevail, and the Chiefs remember what Cincinnati did last year, and boy, they're carrying it around like a boulder on their shoulder. I think the Chiefs are – I really think they're in. Having said that, who's their dance partner? At this stage, Green Bay – I'm not predicting it – could come out of left field. Who's daunting? Certainly not Tampa Bay, but I think they can clip Dallas in week one. So they're done. Philadelphia's very much showing their vulnerability. Green Bay lying there in the weeds with Aaron Rodgers. Who knew? Am I predicting it? No, but they could very well be that team. It's not the script you would have written. They haven't been dominant this year, but if they get in the tournament, you know how this thing goes, Dan. Anything can happen. Uh, he's Bernie Fratto. I'm Dan Bayer. We are live from the TireRack.com studios. Get Bernie on Twitter at Bernie Fratto. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Bayer on Fox. Packers up on the Vikings, 27-3. Two minutes gone by in the second half. Seahawks lead the Jets, 20-6. 3.50 left to go in the third quarter. In L.A., Chargers up on the Rams, 24-10. That's six minutes to go in the third quarter. Brock Purdy just picked off in Raiders territory, so the Raiders will get the football wow. back up three on San Francisco, 27 to 21. All right, not only do we have coaching news to dive into, there's quarterbacking news and so much more. Our NFL insider, Adam Kaplan, joins us next right here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. It's a Fox Football Sunday. He's Bernie Fratto. I'm Dan Byer. Welcome into Red Zone Radio. Get Bernie on Twitter at Bernie Fratto. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. A happy new year to you. Get you updated on what is happening in these Late games, Seahawks up on the Jets, 20-6, to nearing the end of the third quarter. The Chargers have a 24-10 lead on the Rams. Uh, that's late in the third. Green Bay right now leading Minnesota by a score of 27-3. to And the Vikings were driving, 
until Kirk Cousins got strip-sacked by Kenny Clark, who recovered the fumble, and now Minnesota has turned it over. It's been all Packers in the weirdest of ways today, Green Bay dominating Minnesota. And then in the one that nobody really saw coming, Raiders leading the 49ers, 24-21, just underway in the fourth quarter. Joining us now, as he does every week at this time, we wish a very, very happy new year to Adam Kaplan. Find him on Twitter at Kaplan NFL. Hear him on the Inside the Birds podcast. Adam, how are you doing on this first day of 2023? <laughs> Guys, great to, to be with you. Happy New Year. Yeah, I, I'm fine. Look, it's uh, back here in Philly. There's panic in the streets. The, Philly, the Eagle fans want the defensive coordinator fired. They want the head coach to take away his head coaching badge. It's, uh, when you lose to a team like the, the Saints, who can't, don't do, normally score very many points and don't do a lot of things well, it's not going to go over well. The Eagles could have had the number one seed today. Had they won, they did not. Now they have to actually play for something next week. Yeah, let's uh, let let's get into that. It, is it a is it a quarterback problem because you don't have Jalen Hurts, or is it a defense problem who, you know, gave up forty a week ago and now couldn't get off the field today against the Saints? What is what is uh, the main problem right now with those Eagles? Yeah, I, I think the, the Eagles kind of know that they're way better with Jalen Hurts, who's certainly still in the running for MVP. But this is a game where when they try to run it, they didn't really run it very well. Uh, they got behind very early. The defense had a very bad first quarter, then really completely shut down the Saints in the second half. In fact, the Saints did not score a point on offense in the second half. They did get the pick six uh, thrown by Gardner Minshew, but they got to get Hurts back. My understanding is he's doing pretty well. I would, be, I would, quite frankly, at this point, I'd be surprised if he doesn't play next week. Mm-hmm. He's, he was close this week. He should be able to get cleared. Uh, now, if he's not cleared by Wednesday to take all the reps, I would be very concerned about his ability to play. On Sunday against the Giants, and by the way, they, they, we don't know what time that game's going to be. The, ga- the game means nothing to the Giants because they're locked in, but right now uh, we, they have to, the NFL needs to see what happens in these late window. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I wondered as well. Like if, if depending on what happens with this 49ers game, depending on what happens, obviously we think we know what's going to happen with, with Minnesota. Um, I, I wondered that aspect of what's going on with, with the Giants. Um, let's just transition there. They clinch a playoff spot. That story in itself is something to talk about. But also, like, do, do you do the Giants-Patriots thing, you know, that, that we saw 15 years ago and then the Patriots were unbeaten? Do you, do you, you know, do what Doug Peterson did today with his team having to, you know, play for something? Talk about the job that Brian Dable has done and, oh, and what you yeah. think they should do next week. Yeah, a couple things. So I, I actually told Giant fans before the season started, you know, they're over under with seven and a half as a guy, so they got a real shot to beat that. This team will overachieve because this is one of the best coaching staffs that I've seen this year, particularly the new head coaches. We had ten head coaching changes. They've just done a phenomenal job of overachieving. One of the worst receiver courts in the NFL. They manufacture points. They're able to run the ball well. They play good defense. They don't really turn the ball over. Daniel Jones is a guy that I think has earned the trust of the coaches talking to them. Talking to the club, they really like Daniel. They start to see him develop finally. Uh, the Giants, I think, would be excited to see him in the second year in this offense. And they're going to—they'll address the receiver core. They'll probably have two or three new wide receivers there. But just a couple issues on defense, though. They—if you're a Giants fan, listen to us right now. You got to be pretty happy with what uh, the staff has done. Adam Kaplan joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Get him on Twitter at Kaplan NFL. The Niners uh, did 
uh, turn the Raiders over a deflected pass that was then picked off by the 49ers. So they're in Las Vegas territory trying to retake the lead uh, in that game in Las Vegas. So we are keeping our eye on the Eagles, keeping their eye on that game as well, because yep. if the scores hold in, in essence of what we're talking about, then next week uh, maybe it uh, wouldn't be as important, but you still have a division to win because the Cowboys are, are alive and well. You'd still have to win that game against the Giants. Let's jump over to, uh, to what's going on right now in the AFC, specifically wildcard picture-wise, there's just a lot of, ugh, okay? The <laughs> Dolphins seem to be falling off. The Patriots get the win today, but it's not necessarily impressive. I want, I want to start with that game. Yeah. Is it a positive with what we got from Mac Jones? Is this a complete failure from Miami? What did you see from those two AFC East folks? Yeah, talking to a Patriots source, look, it's been, a, it's been a real rough go for Mac Jones with this new coaching staff. When I say new staff, revamped offensive staff, no Josh McDaniels anymore. Uh, who developed a great relationship with Mac Jones. It's just been a complete turnover. It just hasn't really worked. Uh, Bill Belichick's going to have to make a decision after the season what he wants to do and how they're going to coach Mac Jones. But, hey, look, they found a way to win. As you said, it, w- it was not pretty. Unfortunately, uh, Teddy Bridger would have hurt his finger. It, it doesn't sound good for what I understand. But here's the great thing about Mac Jones. He did not turn the ball over today. They were able to move the football a little bit. Uh, the lack of explosive plays, they've got to, they're kind of beat up by, at wide receiver. They didn't really run the ball as well as they would have liked, but you know what? They found a way to win, and somehow I cannot believe that right now if the season's ended today, which it's not, but if it did, they'd be in. Yeah, you're right, Dan. You had the appropriate response. They're not very good. Yeah, yeah, they're not. Uh, Buccaneers win the division. They win the NFC South. and, which, which is so crazy because it was crazy to think that that division was up for grabs with everybody seemingly still up for grabs. And now you go into week 18 and it's already been decided. Um, do we take something from Brady's performance today? He and Mike Evans absolutely on the same page, 400 plus yards, uh, you know, three touchdowns. Evans had over 200 yards receiving. Like, is this is this that turnaround game or is there more to be concerned about with the Buccaneers? No, well, here's what happened. The Panthers were without both their starting corners. So they, they the Bucks knew they'd have to come out throwing, and they did. They were very successful. Brady did get pressured a little bit, but he hung in there, and they attacked that secondary. This is what good coaching is. Byron Leftwich got it. He knew he had to go after those corners, the guys who were replacing the two starters, and he did. They were able to do that, and they were able to win. They, they, they do what they always do. They can't run the ball at all. They had to throw the football. Now, I give him also credit. Look, they got down. Sam Darnold got really hot. He actually played really well. He and D.J. Yeah. Moore hooked up, and in the end, yeah. though, the problem was they could not stop Brady. Now, so you, so you talk about going forward. Can they do anything in the playoffs? No, I, they've got problems. The Bucks are beat up in the secondary. Their offensive line's got issues. It, this is a different Tom Brady. Let's call it like it is. He's not had a good season. They haven't protected him well. Uh, but you know, you're talking about the best of all time. Maybe they win a game, but in the end, I, I just don't see a run in this football team. Does Steve Wilkes stick around in Carolina? I could tell you, talking to a couple people. First of all, the players love Steve Wilkes. Very highly respected guy. What can you do today? Their defense didn't show up like they needed to, but you're, you're down. Dante Jackson, Torres Achilles weeks ago, was one of their starting corners. And J.C. Horn had the wrist surgery, so that you're not going to be able to put out high-level corners. It's not Steve Wilkes' problem. He will definitely get an interview to be the, the permanent head coach. They're going to look at other guys, but I could tell you the players absolutely adore him, and they'll just have to go from there. He's Adam Kaplan, our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. The turn to Carson Wentz didn't work out for the Commanders today. Oh, brutal today. Uh, <laughs> how does that all, all all fall out? I mean, they're, they are eliminated. It seemed to be news to Ron Rivera a little bit. Um, with ownership in question, 
there with the commanders what do you see with that organization now that they're they're you know, outside on the outside looking in. I think it remains to be seen. I, I, this is what happened when, when a team is up for sale. Like you, you, you've seen it with Denver. Everything that the new ownership came in with, they they inherited Russell Wilson's contract. Uh, the front office, they had nothing to do with it, and everything is as is. Ron Rivera, don't forget the the head coach's personnel control. So if you removed him, you would have to reorganize their front office to a certain degree. So mm-hmm. I would say it's up in the air. Look, like three weeks ago, it looked like things were going to go well. They would definitely be in the playoffs. Uh, but they've collapsed here. Taylor Heineke didn't work. We, we knew he was a backup all the way. He's a good backup quarterback. He's not a starter. Quintus Rears come to a crashing halt. So they don't have a quarterback. This is the story of this league, folks. More than ever in my 20 years of covering this business, when you don't have a quarterback, you cannot win. That's just the way it is. I'm going to wrap it up with this. Denver, a valiant effort, but they lose to the Chiefs today. Obviously, the first game uh, since Nathaniel Hackett's dismissal. We hear big game hunting for the Broncos, trying to get a big name. Uh, reports on that. Um, is Sean Payton that big name, or, or what are you hearing about the Broncos' next head coach? I, I would be shocked if, if Payton took the job, simply, simply because Russell Wilson right now is a lost cause. He's just not the same player he once was, not even close to it. He did some good things today. Uh, ironically, the two games he actually played well were against the Chiefs. Now, he played much better in the other game where they were down 27 nothing. and he brought the team back. They almost pulled off the upset. But I, to me, talking to people close to Peyton, he's going to want to go somewhere where he knows he could win with the right quarterback. Is a guy that they, they're married to because of his contract. That guy, I, I, I'd just be shocked if that happened. He's Adam Kaplan, our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider. Catch him on the Inside the Birds podcast as well and find him on Twitter at Kaplan NFL. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you in Week 18. Thanks, Adam. Thank you. He's Bernie Fratto. I'm Dan Byer. It's Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Let's get a look at what's happening in the four games going on right now. Monty Bolaños is at the news desk. We've got one blowout. We've got one game that could be a blowout in a little bit. Another game that's teetering on maybe being uh, completely one-sided. And then we have a barn burner in Las Vegas. Uh, what do you got, Monty? Well, the 49ers were trying to take the lead against the Raiders in Vegas, but Brock Purdy could not connect with George Kittle in the end zone. They had to settle with a field goal, so they tied the game, tied at 24 very early in the fourth quarter. Uh, Las Vegas currently has the ball in their own territory. The Seahawks have been all over the Jets. Not a lot of scoring in the second half, but they're up 20-6, to six, also early in the fourth quarter. And Kirk Cousins, I'm going to have a heart attack. Like, I really just, I'm going to pass out. So, Bo Benson, Chris <laughs> Perfett, if you guys see that nobody is sitting here, I'm just on the floor because I've passed out. But the Packers are still beating, beating the Vikings 27-3, to three, less than two minutes to go in the third quarter. Kirk Cousins is killing me. Okay, okay, moving on. The battle going on and so far, not really a battle, but it is. Rams are at home, but they're the away team taking on the Chargers, and the Chargers are up 24-10, to 10, also early in the fourth quarter. And there was news earlier today in the NFL. The turf conversation continues. The NFL P Association is filing a grievance against the NFL and the Carolina Panthers for the hardness of the artificial turf at Bur- Bank of America Stadium in last Saturday's game between the Panthers and the Lions. Apparently, they complained before the game about the field conditions in the coldest home game that the Panthers have had in history, 20 degrees, and the NFLPA wanted a delay before the game to address the issue and a delay during the game after it started at the scheduled time of 1 p.m. Eastern time. The conditions improved, but they are still filing a grievance. So it continues. You know, you know, in a lot it, in in these cold weather places, when you have a playing surface, um, a lot of times what teams will do is they have heating coils underneath the surface so that, mm. you know, the where the the turf then will not get as hard. The question is, is 
do they have that in Charlotte? Because as you said, it was the coldest game that yes. they played. You, you wouldn't think that they would need to put that in there because you're just saying to yourself, well, hey, you know, when yeah. is it ever going to be this cold? Um, yeah, I'm curious to find. Jared uh, I'll, I'll have to Go do ahead. that in my own, uh, in my own time of, of figuring out do they have heating coils in bank of america yeah i don't i don't deal with the cold i don't believe that there's uh, that it's actually that cold in places because here in southern california it's not so i hear that i'm like this is crazy but jared goff was quoted that saying that it felt like cement that it was so cold that it felt like cement i can't even imagine having to play on cement that's a you know that rubber that turf as well like when it hardens it's yeah difficult yeah Crazy to think of. And then when you look at the weather today, like Bill Belichick's in, in New England, like just in a, like a, in a fall jacket. <laughs> yeah. You know, like a week ago, they were, you know, everybody's, you know, stuffed to the nines with winter caps and, and parkas and everything. And today now it's warm everywhere. So. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Back to Thanks. you guys. Thanks, Monty. Appreciate yeah. it. It is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's Bernie Fratto. I'm Dan Beyer. Seahawks missed a field goal. Jets took over, but then Seahawks forced a quick three and out. So the Jets are punting it back to the Seahawks. They're going to have to get a stop and get the football back as time is running out. 20-6, to six, as Monty mentioned, with 11 minutes to go in that contest. Green Bay is knocking on the door. There was a third and four from the Minnesota 17-yard line. This game's over, by the way. Uh, Minnesota jumped off sides, which is going to give – uh, Green Bay um, actually uh, an opportunity to cash in. There were two penalties on the third and four, and they were both on Minnesota. One was an offsides. One was a, a substitution penalty. So it keeps Green Bay's drive alive. If if you are just tuning in to what has happened today with the Packers and Vikings, and I don't mean to continue to harp on this because it it, but it is the biggest game. Green Bay controls their own destiny if you don't like that phrase that's fine but if green bay wins today which they're on their way to and beats detroit next week the packers are in the playoffs that's because the commanders lost earlier today so it is there for green bay to get to the postseason but everything that 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 could go wrong for minnesota has gone wrong the one thing that they did do right was block a punt and recover it at the two-yard line. However, they couldn't get into the end zone and had to settle for a really short field goal. Like, that's it. Like, Justin Jefferson has one catch on the day. And now on a third and four, when they get a stop, you have not one but two penalties against the Vikings to keep the play alive. So just in case maybe the one penalty wasn't enough, let's double down on it and make sure that there's another. That is that it's been the type of day for the Minnesota Vikings. Chargers are in the end zone. Justin Herbert has just thrown a touchdown pass to Donald Parham from three yards out. Extra point was good. Chargers winning that battle of L.A. 31 to 10 early in the fourth quarter. And we mentioned keeping our eye on the Niners and Raiders 24 all with 942 left to go as Jared Stidham is making the start for the Raiders and doing so in that impressive fashion, 260 yards, three touchdowns and one interception. Get Bernie on Twitter at Bernie Fratto. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox as we are coming to you live from the tire studios coming up next. There was a crazy situation that a coach made a decision today in the national football league that, I'm not sure that we've seen before. Plus, we'll give you the conclusion of these uh, next four games, these late games. It's all coming up next here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? 
how do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Fox Red Zone Radio. And we've got the plays that you may have missed. Rodgers under center. And he takes, gives to Dylan to the left side of the line, fighting, motoring for the goal line, the end zone for the touchdown. And the dagger, A.J. Dillon. Now, back live to the studios of Fox Sports Radio. This is Fox Red Zone Radio. He's Bernie Fratto. I'm Dan Bayer. It's Red Zone Radio here on a Fox Football Sunday. A happy new year to you. Green Bay all over Minnesota. It's just gotten worse. Yes, you heard the touchdown there. A 97.3 the game. WRNW and the Packers radio network. Wayne Larrabee, he's got a bit of a cough or because he's been screaming so much in this game, uh, he's got a little uh, rasp in his voice. And on the ensuing possession after that A.J. Dillon touchdown, Kirk Cousins was picked off again. So the Minnesota Vikings are down 34-3. to Kirk Cousins, 16-29, 149 yards, three interceptions today. Justin Jefferson, NFL's leading wide receiver, one catch, 15 yards. That is it in what was a statement game for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Boy, they have made a statement by not showing up. This is what is happening elsewhere in the NFL. The Seahawks are knocking on the door against the Jets. Second down and nine, and Geno Smith just tried to pump fake, but it looks like he didn't hold on to the football tight enough, 
and it went flying about 15 yards behind them. That's the bad news for the Seahawks. The good news, they're up 20-6 to with 7.30 left to go in the game on the Jets. This is bad news for the Jets. Mike White, who returned, Jets offense just hasn't been going today. In fact, White was just picked off. That's how the Seahawks got into this position. The Seahawks right now up 20-6, to and a loss by the Jets would knock them out of any playoff contention. They would be eliminated if they don't rally within the next six and a half minutes now um, and come back with a victory against the Seahawks. The Chargers winning comfortably against the Rams. It's 31 to 10 in the Battle of L.A. So comfortable that the Chargers have put Chase Daniel in at quarterback. So Justin Herbert is done for the day. While the game of the afternoon right now is the Raiders and the Niners. San Francisco has just taken a lead on Las Vegas, 27 to 24, but the Raiders do have the football near midfield in a three-point game, and this has been a competitive game. It has been the Jared Stidham show hooking up twice with Devontae Adams, also hooked up with Darren Waller. So the 49ers defense, which we thought was one of the best, if not the best in the NFL, uh, being tested by Stidham, who's getting his first start in the silver and black this season. We are keeping our eye on that game as really it's the only one that's competitive right now in this late window in week 17. I brought up something that happened earlier today in a game that I had I had never I I had seen before but the thinking uh, process of it was a little bit backwards. So the Buccaneers end up going and taking a lead on the Panthers 24 to 21. They get a turnover and then they end up cashing in on a Tom Brady quarterback sneak. Makes it 30 to 21. Extra point was no good. So the Buccaneers very much on their way to winning the NFC South. However, the Panthers on the ensuing possession drove down the field and got into field goal range. There was a minute left to go in the game. They were uh, they held all three of their timeouts in this scenario, and they were down by nine points. And so what Steve Wilkes decided to do was, let's kick a field goal. Let's kick a field goal here because we're going to need a field goal and a touchdown. And at some point, We're going to need a combination of those two. So instead of maybe wasting all of our time or because we have three timeouts, we could actually kick the field goal now and maybe force a stop on Tampa Bay. This is 60 seconds to go in the game. So Steve Wilkes and the Panthers end up choosing to kick a field goal from 49 yards out. Eddie Pinheiro was good, 30 to 24. And now you're saying Tom Brady is they haven't gotten the running game going because Brady's thrown for 400 yards today, taking advantage of that depleted Panther secondary. But what ended up following just didn't make any sense. In a scenario where you kick a field goal to try to go up six tells you that you need a combination of a touchdown and a field goal. But what you do on that ensuing kickoff, because you have the three timeouts, is you kick the ball deep. And what the Carolina Panthers did in that scenario was they kicked an onside kick. And so the the thinking to kick the field goal by Steve Wilkes was a smart decision. You needed a field goal. You needed a touchdown. 
You got a break because the Buccaneers missed the extra point. So it's a nine-point game. You kick the 49-yard field goal with 59 seconds left when you're at the Tampa Bay 31-yard line, which gives you a, a minute to go, 50 seconds if you're able to uh, get a stop, call the timeouts, and do what you need to do. What happened on the ensuing possession was the Buccaneers got four yards on the ground, the Buccaneers got two yards on the ground, and then they had a loss of one. So it ended up being fourth and five, exactly how the Panthers wanted it to turn out. But they screwed themselves by kicking the onside kick. Tampa then was able to punt deep, took a couple of delay of games. Carolina was backed up to their own eight-yard line. And so then Sam Darnold and the Panthers had no timeouts, and they needed to go the full 92 yards as the Buccaneers were able to down the punt at the eight-yard line and do so with no timeouts to tie the game. Great original thinking, but a lot of times when we're in this analytics days and going with your gut and doing this and doing that, you have to play along with what is going on. And, and, and what happened with the Panthers is if you have the three timeouts and you choose to kick the field goal, what you're saying is we think our defense can get the football back. We believe that that is the case. We believe that the defense can get the football back to us, to our offense. And by kicking the outside kick, you put your defense in a tough spot, but you actually put your offense in a worse spot to where if they did get the football back, there was no way they'd be able to travel. If you kicked deep and stopped Tampa at the 20-yard line, Sam Darnold can take over maybe at his own 30-yard line in trying in 26 seconds, which is, I know, not a lot better, but that's the thinking, and you have to think it through. So for the, as great a job as Steve Wilkes has done this year, they completely mismanaged uh, those final moments of their game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, so here's what's happening. The 49ers and Raiders still 27-24. Raiders have the football third and 10 from the 49er 38-yard line. Jared Stidham faced big pressure, almost got uh, did get the ball off on a pass, but it was almost picked off. So it's going to be third down. Actually, that was the third down. So now it's fourth down. Daniel Carlson on to kick. Seahawks added a field goal, so they're up 23-6 to right now on the Jets. 435 left to go, and the Seahawks have just forced a fourth down, while Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers continue to pour it on. 925 to go. Rodgers has just ran in a touchdown for the Packers. All Green Bay today from two yards out. It's going to be 40-3 to with the extra point coming up. And the Chargers, we told you, up on the Rams, 31-10. to He's Bernie Fratto. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Presented by the Big Green Egg. Nothing beats the flavor of live fire cooking on a Big Green Egg. It's the most versatile grill you'll ever own. The completion of these dandies coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. The Vikings are in the end zone. <laughs> hey, what do you know? Uh, too little, too late. As you heard Monty say, it's all Packers today. The Niners are in the end zone, so Jarrett Stidham's going to have to pull a rabbit out of his hat to even things up in his first start as a Raider. Seahawks putting the finishing touches on a win against the Jets and the Chargers and Rams just running out the clock in L.A. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The Packers win Bernie Fratto 
or soon to be win in seven minutes and 36 seconds is bad news to the Washington Commanders and bad news to the New Orleans Saints. They would be eliminated. Uh, they will be eliminated from playoff contention because of that outcome uh, in Green Bay. So now you've got a wild card in the NFC that is down to, uh, well, I'm just going to call them your Detroit Lions, Bernie. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. My, my <laughs> Seattle Seahawks and the Green Bay Packers. And the Green Bay Packers uh, and the Detroit Lions play next week uh, at Lambeau Field in week 18. Uh, should be a dandy uh, atmosphere. And one I'm sure that Dan Campbell relishes. But I, I, would, I would have to think that that is – that's got to be the Sunday night game, right? I mean, it, it has to be because of Aaron Rodgers, because of who the Lions are. That's got to be the game that they're going to put on Sunday night football, you'd think. Well, you certainly hope so. First of all, you got a Hall of Fame quarterback in the twilight of his career that had basically been written off all season. you got the Detroit Lions, who've won one playoff game since 1957. This is a marquee divisional matchup. Takes you back to old school football. And, Dan, when you look at the rest of the slate next uh, weekend, as it were, heading into to week 18, you know, I, I wouldn't exactly say it's enticing. you got a lot of games, you know, what, Tampa Bay, Atlanta. Tampa Bay's already in, right? Now, New England, Buffalo will have some ramifications. Fair enough. But, you know, Rams, Denver, right on down the line, I think Detroit, Green Bay. Now, here's the thing, Dan, and I think you'd speak to this better than I would. Might the league believe that if you move the game to nighttime and it's that much colder when the sun goes down a Lambeau field, that it's a slight advantage to the Packers because the Lions are, again, a hothouse team. Will they take that into consideration? Or is it, you know, Dan the Torpedoes, this is a, you know, made-for-TV event? You know, first of all, if if there's any advantage, this is I know this is going to be um, – Listen, the NFL wants the Green Bay Packers in the playoffs, right? I mean, they, 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 that's what they want. And if you can yep. put a game at night and you can put it at Lambeau Field and have Aaron Rodgers not only play in that game, but maybe have their advantage be, you know, like more so over the Lions, I think that they'll absolutely do it. I mean, it, you're, you're looking at Packers, Lions, or Jaguars, Titans. That's what you're looking at, right? I mean, like there's – and and for as much as Jaguars Titans for a division crown um, may seem like it's more important, we all know we we all know wh- what's going on and where it's going to be. I, I just you know and, and and the the other thing is Bernie is if you have Packers Lions is you know like the the Seahawks play the Rams and the Seahawks who are about to beat the Jets still would be a, still would be alive. So if the Seahawks would win that game. Uh, against the uh, uh, next week against the Rams, it would be difficult for the Lions, but you would still, um, because the Seahawks won the head-to-head against Detroit uh, earlier in the season, you would have that sort of tiebreaker. You still just have the, the, the headline of Aaron Rodgers trying to get into the playoffs. And I think that's what they'll end up wanting on Sunday night. And I'm pretty sure, Dan, the Lions won today and the Commanders lost, so they're in fine fettle. But the Seahawks are going to win today. I'm pretty sure the Lions not only need to win next Sunday, but they would also require the Seahawks lose. Yep. Yeah, because that 48-45 that, that to 45 game early on in the season at Ford Field, where 
uh, where the Seahawks and Rashad Penny ended right. up uh, running running past the Lions. That would be the tiebreaker if Seattle and, and Detroit ended up at 9-8. and eight. Now, if Seattle ended up uh, losing, then it would be a winner-take-all game for that final wild card in the NFC between Green Bay and Detroit. Which so. I wonder then if that factors in. If Seahawks lose earlier in the day, let's just put it that way, then you've got the marquee matchup. But if the Seahawks win, then... Uh, of course, I guess Green Bay would still have to win to get in. Yeah, right? that's what I think is the ultimate thing is like if they can have Aaron Rodgers and be a, a win in, a, you know, a, a win in your in scenario, even if it's the Titans and Jaguars playing, you know, I, that's it's just my guess. I, if, maybe they wouldn't want to risk it if, you know, if like, hey, what would Dan Campbell do with 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 Jared Goff or what would he do with, you know, DeAndre Swift and. Amonra St. Brown, if it ends up being a meaningless game, but I, I think that they would want, I think that they would want uh, Green Bay in that primetime spot. Well, I think you're right, and and to that, look, the Rams visit Seattle next week. The Rams have only won one road game all year. They've been terrible on the road, but I like the way that the Seahawks stepped up today, and uh, I I feel like Pete Carroll and Geno Smith can rise to the occasion next week. So I, I will, and I, I believe that the Seahawks will be favored. Of course, they'll be favored. I actually would expect them to win that game. I really would. I would expect the Seahawks mm-hmm. to win next week and finish the season 9-8. and eight. An interesting development in this Raiders 49ers game. A seven-point lead for San Francisco. Jarrett Stidham has just thrown one up to Devontae Adams. It appears that Adams has made a spectacular diving catch that a look appeared to be headed for the ground except for Devontae Adams' left forearm gets in the way and appears to keep the ball from touching the turf, Bernie. If that's the case, the Raiders would have it first and 10 at the 19-yard line, down seven with a minute 29 left to go in this contest. Instead of... It would be for over three. It would throw for over 320 yards. It would put Adams over the century mark. This is this would be an amazing grab for Devontae Adams, and it's so interesting off of the heels of our conversation that we had throughout this past week. Of now, what does Devontae Adams do? His best friend Derek Carr's no longer there. He's just signed this long-term deal with the Raiders, and he's come up with a couple of huge plays. I, I I can't I can't find a camera angle where we have that would show that the ball hit the actual turf. I'm in agreement. And what was the call in the field, Dan? It was it was a completed catch. So they I are saying have to overturn it. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. And the, and the uh, interesting scenario is the 49er defender uh, was basically going for the interception and it was Adams who jumped in front of him with a diving catch. And they said that the, they have ruled it a catch. So it is a first down for the Raiders in 49ers territory. First and 10. Again, this is a seven point game. And so the 49ers or the Raiders need to score a touchdown. If they score that touchdown, then you have the decision of going for two or not. If I'm so, if I'm Josh McDaniels, you go for two. But yeah. here here, but I'm not him. Here, you know what? In watching this catch, uh, the the ball was slightly underthrown, but Devontae Adams 
readjusted, sight-adjusted his route and used his vertical leap and his leverage to box out the defender, as it were. Dan, it conjures up memories of that great catch by Lynn Swan in the Super Bowl. If folks aren't watching, I don't think I'm overselling it. An incredible no, catch. No, it's I, a good call. I, yeah. I got to ask you a question. Um, and he had obvious pass interference play in the end zone, so it's setting up for the Raiders. Dan, I got to ask you a question. I'm, I'm, I'm not that smart now. I know that Jarrett Stidham went to the same school as Daniel Carlson, a couple of Auburn guys. Did Jarrett Stidham go to school with Devontae Adams, like middle school or something? Because they seem to have chemistry. <laughs> Devontae Adams, 153 yards today on 10 targets, averaging 21 yards per catch, two touchdowns, and some key catches in high-leverage situations. Yeah, you know, Jared, Jared Stidham was quite the uh, quite the prospect when he was, uh, yes, was coming out of high yes, school. Yes, remember? Yeah, yeah. Uh, went to Baylor and then ended up, as you said, going going to Auburn. After that, the Raiders, by the way, pass interference call on uh, the 49ers defense on an attempted pass to Darren Waller set him up now first in goal from the one yard line. And Josh Jacobs is just cashed in. It's thirty four to thirty three. So now here is the decision. In the Legion Stadium where you are, Bernie, it's, I mean, it's a sea of red and black in this yes. battle of former Bay Area teams. Oh, Se- goodness. Se- Seahawks have just uh, beaten the Jets 23-6, to so the Commanders and Saints eliminated Jets with the loss out of the playoff picture. The Raiders are kicking the extra point. So Daniel Carlson is on for the extra point. And the kick is good. So we're tied up at 34 apiece in Las Vegas. Now all the Raiders need is for Brandon Ayuk to throw a backwards pass to Chandler Jones at midfield (laughs) and run it 50 yards back for a touchdown, and they can win this bad boy in regulation. Oh, my goodness. You know, this is why we love this, Dan. Uh, We say it every week. Uh, Sports are the greatest reality show, and you can script everything but the ending. And should the Raiders hold on to pull this out and not only stay alive heading into next week, because nothing has happened today that would eliminate the Raiders, and the Chiefs are coming to town next week. And again, next week you need the Titans to lose to the Jags and the Dolphins to lose to the Bills and the Steelers to lose either tonight or next week. But listen, stranger things have happened. I can't name any at the moment, but it makes it alive. What I find interesting, Dan, is if Jared Stidham does this or the Raiders finish strong and proud in any way their last two games. They have $62 million in cap space next year. You go out and get some defensive pieces, maybe another offensive lineman. I'm not so sure Josh Jacobs wants to be back. That's a story for a different day. But do you consider, Dan, hey, let's open up camp next year with Jared Stidham and see what happens. I would be very, very uh, cautious Agreed. on that. Agreed. Yeah, yes. I don't want to go so, prisoner of the moment, but, you know, no, the show's today, no, but, like Arnie always says. <laughs> look, at, look at today is a perfect example of, of Mike White with the Jets. Mike White comes back after the Jets have just had, a, had an awful time at quarterback with Zach Wilson. But there, there were a lot of people uh, in the NFL that we've talked to on this network that said, hey, you still have questions about Mike White. Mike White can do a lot of things that Zach Wilson isn't doing, but it doesn't mean that the, the – the, you know, that – that the Mike White's potential is to the moon. Like there's some limitations there. So we hear throughout the week, Derek Carr's not going to be back with the Raiders. There are people who are saying, hey, the Jets could be in play for that. 
Well, you want to know why? Because they aren't sold on Mike White. Mike White today right. picked off twice, 23 of 46. Uh, did throw for 240 yards, but in a game where they only put up six points as an offense, that's that's not good. And so that tells you, it, it's you know, we even have almost almost a season's worth of work with Mike White and kind of understanding. I don't think that, yeah, I. You're right. We'd be well, a prisoner an of the moment. Point because so. it, I, well, okay, that's just about the perfect analogy. Because last year, Mike White was all the rage, and when he got to his sixth, seventh, eighth quarter, all of a sudden, defensive coordinators or some of the sharpest people on the planet they knew his tendencies, and he had like six picks in the next two or three games. So, yeah, look, Mike White is a nice story. He's a fifth round draft pick for a reason. He doesn't have a little bit more arm talent, and size, and moxie, but. This is the thinnest position in all of sports because good doesn't become great until you repeat success. I was told when I was at the Lions, it takes about 27 starts to know if you've got a bona fide major league quarterback. Mike's, Mike White's a solid backup, so I think your comparison to Jared Stidham is appropriate. He's Bernie Fratto. I'm Dan Byer. The Niners have just gotten a first down on the ensuing kickoff, so they are approaching midfield and have just crossed midfield. San Francisco has all of their timeouts, so there's 40 seconds left to go. It's a 34-34 ball game, 38 seconds, and now the 49ers have just used their first timeout. What we're going to do is we're going to take one as well. Welcome to the Fox Sports Radio Tailgate, presented by the Big Green Egg. Nothing beats the flavor of live fire. Cooking out a Big Green Egg is the most versatile grill you'll ever own, backed by a lifetime warranty. Roll with the best shop online for free delivery at biggreenegg.com lifetime warranty free home delivery that's biggreenegg.com we'll bring you the conclusion of what happens between the Niners and Raiders next here on Fox Sports Radio L-A-S-I-K LASIK.com have a ton of questions about LASIK you're not alone that's why we created LASIK.com one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind like how much does LASIK cost how long does recovery take how do I find a doctor If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's Bernie Fratto. I'm Dan Bayer. A happy new year to you. Bernie sitting in for George Reister today on this first day of 2023. And we have overtime 
in mm. Las Vegas. The 49ers drove down, and I'll tell you what, the 49ers may may not be happy. 49er fans may not be happy that Robbie Gold missed a 41-yard field goal with no time left that would have won it for the 49ers. But there was a play just prior that got them from a 51-yard field goal to a 41-yard field goal. And that's when Brock Purdy had a little bootleg out to the left and ended up finding or looking for George Kittle, who was wide open uh, down the uh, down the sidelines on a little post route, Bernie. And if Purdy hits Kittle in that scenario, it's probably a touchdown. But what happened was Purdy was hit on the play. Ball went about 20 feet up in the air, only to drop down in the arms of Brandon Ayuk, who won a jump ball with a Raiders defender. That then set up the attempted game-winning field goal that was missed. But that that field goal may not have ever happened if uh, if the <laughs> Niners and Brandon Ayuk didn't make that play. Ayuk with a couple of big catches down the stretch. But, yeah, they missed the field goal, but they almost didn't have the field goal because of the turnover by Purdy. Great, great uh, description. This is so delicious. And, by the way, just quickly, Dan, you may have saw the tweeter who – was inquiring about who would have the tiebreaker between the Seahawks and the Packers. It's a little complicated, so we'll keep it short. If both the Seahawks and the Packers win next week, the Packers will have the tiebreaker. Simple as that. Yeah, better uh, conference record than uh, mm-hmm. than what the, the Seahawks had. So the Raiders ended up winning the toss, uh, elected to get the football, so a touchdown by the Raiders. Uh, We'll end this game. 49ers looking for a stop and then any points uh, to put them victorious. But uh, quite the performance again from Jared Stidham, who's thrown for 365 yards, three touchdowns, was picked off once. That was really the only blemish of his game so far in this matchup. Who would have thunk it? Purdy versus Stidham uh, that we have in Week 17 and having high level of play from both of these quarterbacks. It's the only game going on. Green Bay uh, beat Minnesota 41-17, to so that oh, eliminated boy. the Commanders and the Saints. And Seattle, we told you, beat the Jets uh, 23-6, to so the Jets have been eliminated. The Raiders, as crazy as it is, Bernie, in that scenario that you laid out, still alive and because the jets lost it means the raiders are still alive yep that's great with uh, with playoff hopes and they can still win this game and still be in the thick of things in the afc and dan as we as we observe what's taking place from a 360 panoramic view we see that the 49ers with brock purdy they're a very good team with an outstanding defense but they're not world beaters They're, they're vulnerable the vikings are vulnerable uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles are all vulnerable. Where am I going with this? I'm going to just kind of tuck this away and watch what happens. The Green Bay Packers could just be sliding in the back door when we all least expected it after that Joe Barry defense that was so terrible for the first 10 weeks. And all of a sudden now in the last four weeks, they're you know they're turning the ball over. They're playing complimentary football. And that's what you want to do, be playing your best football when the playoffs start. So I don't see a clear dominating NFC team that anybody's really afraid of week one, although I do think Tampa Bay is a little scary for Dallas, and I don't know that anybody wants to play them right now in their backyard. But the point I'm making is I think it's a wide-open NFC tournament, Dan. I really do. And uh, the the scenario with the Green Bay Packers is uh, one that is, um, I mean, when you look at 
and and we have just got to play in Las Vegas, where Jared Stidham has thrown one up and it was picked off by San Francisco, and returned all the way into the red zone in Raiders territory. So if, if I just I think I just said thirty seconds ago that, that that there was just one blemish on Jared Stidham's resume for today, and now there is another. Threw one deep. Uh, looked like he was going uh, to Devontae Adams. And what happened was, heck, Nick Bosa, everyone's defensive player of the year, was able to get pressure and push the tackle into Jarrett Stidham's face as he attempted to throw the football downfield, which made him short arm it. It landed about 10 yards before where Devontae Adams was. And so the Niners have picked it off and have now ran it back where now they would just need an even shorter Robbie Gold field goal uh, to end up uh, getting a victory. Uh, So San Francisco could be taking and maybe putting that uh, final nail in the coffin of the Raiders playoff hopes that we said were still alive just a few minutes ago. Uh, Raiders, uh, excuse me, the Niners would have it first and 10 at the, it looks like it's going to be all the way down to the four yard line because there was a penalty on the Raiders on the return as they went out of bounds at the eight-yard line, made it half the distance. So now 34-34, first and 10. And the 49ers just need a field goal, and they have the offense out on the field. I don't know if they're going to move the hash, if that's what they're going to do just to set it up on the hash mark that Robbie Gold wants, or they're going to put it directly. That's exactly what's going to happen. So Brock Purdy has just taken a knee um, in the middle of the field, and so now the 49ers will bring out uh, the special teams unit and kick a field goal um, attempt to try to win this game. Uh, this is this is big in a lot of cases because if if the Raiders would have won this game, we were talking about scenarios, and I'll get That's we'll right. get back to Green Bay in, in in talking about that. Plus, Bo Benson's got some fantasy numbers and and whatnot. But in this scenario, the Eagles uh, still needing a win next week or a Cowboys loss to win the NFC East. But for all intents and purposes, the Niners would be out of it because of there'd be two games back with one to go. The Vikings uh, would be out of it because they would lose the tiebreaker uh, to Philadelphia in that scenario of head-to-head. So the Eagles would have been first-round bye or first wild card, depending on what happened next week. But now the 49ers at least stay alive in that scenario where if the Eagles do lose – um, the Eagles still could win the NFC East with a, with a loss. They would need a, a Cowboys loss as well next week uh, to the Commanders. But the Niners' hope of getting the number one overall seed is actually still alive as well. Still alive. Still well said. And uh, what's interesting, just to put a final capper on the Raiders, and Dan, i got to ask you, by the way, will it, will it be somewhat second-guessed? The Raiders had put up 501 yards of offense today. They might have given themselves a better opportunity. One play, one time, two yards and go home with a victory versus trying to get in the ring back with a far superior team and have to navigate overtime. And you've got Brock Purdy now starting out. You know, he's 4-0 in his first four starts. But it will become moot. Raiders fans, take heart. If the Dolphins lose to the Bills next week, the Steelers lose one of their final two games, and the Titans lose to the Jaguars, all three of those things have to happen next week. If they happen... And the Raiders would have won today. The Raiders would have been going to the playoffs. Mm. Instead, uh, they are looking ahead 
Uh, I was going to say the 2023, but it's already 2023, the 2023 <laughs> season. He's Bernie Fratto. I'm Dan Byeria, live from the TireRack.com studios. We'll get a look at the fantasy numbers in, in just a little bit, but I want to jump over to the news desk. Now that all the games are final, Monty Bolaños here puts the finishing touches on her work of what's been a crazy week 17. It has been a crazy week, and I needed this overtime game to end as quickly as possible because Kirk Cousins did nothing for me, and I was playing against Christian McCaffrey, and I needed him to do nothing else. And so... <laughs> It ended in the best possible way for me. Uh, the 49ers have now won nine in a row. They've eliminated the Raiders. They won 37-34 in overtime. I mean, Brock Purdy was not I, – I, Jared Stidham really had, like, a great performance. Brock Purdy completed 22 of 35 passes for 284 yards. He threw two touchdowns, one interception. Jared Stidham completed 23 of 34 passes for 365 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, but one crucial one in overtime. The Chargers have won four in a row. They defeated the Rams at SoFi 31 to 10. Justin Herbert threw for 212 yards and two touchdowns. And Seattle, Seattle and the Jets, when they started playing, Seattle was like, they already scored? It's been like 75 seconds. Well, that really should have told us how the game was going to go because they never looked back. They won 23 to 6. Geno Smith completed 18 of 29 for 183 yards and two touchdowns. The Jets have also been eliminated from the playoffs, but the cap the Packers have kept their playoff hopes alive after destroying the Vikings 41 to 17 but it was a total team effort they had a kickoff return for a touchdown by Keyshawn Nixon then they had a pick six by Darnell Savage and then Aaron Rodgers threw for 159 yards and a touchdown and he had one rushing touchdown so a total team effort by the Packers we had nine games that started this morning in the NFL the Chiefs outscored the Broncos 27 to 24, while the Patriots with the win over the Dolphins 23 to 21. Patriots safety Kyle Duggar recorded his third defensive touchdown of the season. The Buccaneers and the Panthers, this one went down to the wire, but the Buccaneers held on, came out on top 30 to 24. They won the NFC South. They totally put on a show by Tom Brady and Mike Evans. Tom Brady threw for 432 yards and three touchdowns. Mike Evans had 10 receptions, 207 yards, and those three touchdowns. It's probably going to be another playoff home game for Tom Brady. Absolutely crazy. The Giants cruise past the Colts, no problem, 38-10. to 10. They're headed to the playoffs for the first time since 2016. MVP of the game was definitely Daniel Jones, who threw for 177 yards and two touchdowns. He also had 11 carries for 91 rushing yards and two touchdowns. He led all players in the game in rushing yards. The Browns came out alive in the second half and beat the Commanders 24-10. to 10. Wide receiver Amari Cooper had three receptions, 105 yards and two touchdowns. The Saints held on to beat the Eagles 20 to 10. The Lions dominated the Bears 41 to 10. The Jaguars blew the Texans out of the water 31 to 3 with the Falcons beating the Cardinals, but nobody cares about that one. Guys, happy new year. It's been fun. I'm having a heart attack, but I'm, I'm catching my breath. I'm okay. I'm okay. Right. I'm okay. Get yourself a double cheeseburger with bacon and more bacon. Ma- I'll, no, I'll get a veggie burger I with know. extra veggies. <laughs> but don't worry. I, I will think I will think of you I, I with the the extra bacon. I know the drill. Monty, you didn't like that Cardinals-Falcons game? Oh, it was so you, good. It you was. mean, you think it was for the birds? It was for the birds. Nicely done. Yeah. <laughs> Two show oh, Saturday, uh, folks. Uh, yes, there it is. There you Here. go. First dad joke of 2020. I, I thought it was outstanding. I, I understand you're opening up for Shecky Green and the Catskills. Yes, week, yes. Uh, the the <laughs> For the Birds is such a, you know, we use it a lot in the NFL, but when Monsi doubled down on saying that she didn't care about that Not game, even a little bit. 
then it acts absolutely that dad joke needed to be uh, of course relayed. of course i set you up fast one yes. down the middle yeah fast <laughs> four <ball>. seamer <laughs> there it is appreciate it Monty. we'll talk yeah. to you in week 18 we are live for the Tyrac.com studios. Find Monty on Twitter at Monty Bolaños. Get Bernie on Twitter at Bernie Fratto. You can find me as well at Dan Bayer on Fox. Let's get a look at some of those fantasy numbers, but in the wrong way. Our final check-in with our executive producer, Bo Benson, on the fantasy misses for Week 17. Say go, go, go! go. Fantasy hits <laughs> and misses. Ah, oh, man. All right. A lot of championships on the line. If you're losing, you may be hearing your players in what Bo Benson is about to deliver here in our fantasy misses for week 17. What do you got, Bo? Yeah, starting with the quarterback, Kirk Cousins of the Vikings. Just an awful day for his uh, standard standard of play this year. Just 205 yards, a touchdown, and three interceptions. And they're a big loss. Um, Justin Fields had a massive day if he was a running back. But just 75 yards passing, a touchdown, an interception for him. So not the production from him that you would have hoped for if you had started him. Uh, running back-wise, Saquon Barkley of the Giants, he only had 58 yards rushing in the Giants' big win where they didn't really need to play him. So you probably were upset if he, uh, you had him starting. David Montgomery of the Bears, same scenario, 24 yards rushing in their loss to the Lions. Uh, wide receiver-wise, Jalen Waddell, Noah Tua, so just three receptions for 52 yards from him. DK Metcalf of the Seahawks, one reception for three yards from him today. Uh, and then Justin Jefferson of the Vikings, uh, horrible performance from him today, one reception for 15 yards. And he got greedied on by uh, by Jair Alexander, so not a good day for him at all. There's a lot of grittying going on there in front of uh, one Justin Jefferson today. I tell you what, you know, you got you got to be ready for it. But when Jair Alexander did it on a second down play on an incomplete pass for ten yards, I thought maybe it was a little too much. Instead, it was foreshadowing of what was uh, to come for the Minnesota Vikings. Man, uh, unreal! Thanks, Bo. Appreciate it. Happy New Year. Get him on Twitter at Bo Not Jackson. Yes, that's what it is. B-O at Bo, not Jackson, is where you can find Bo Benson. So we are live from the TireRack.com studios. So it's this is this is where we are in, in all of this. The, the Raiders eliminated. So that leaves the Patriots, Dolphins, and Steelers for that final wild card. Now, if I'm correct, Bernie, the Jaguars... Um, can still get a wild card. And I don't mean to put you on the spot, but Tennessee essentially, if they win, they're going to win the division. And and they're because they're at seven and nine, That's they're right. a game back, they would not be able to. So for that wild card, you've got the uh, the Patriots and, and Dolphins who ended up uh, playing today. And you have the Steelers obviously playing tonight. And then in the NFC, we've got the Lions, Seahawks, and Packers. And if the Packers beat the Lions, then the Packers go. If the Seahawks beat uh, the Rams next week and the Lions beat the Packers, the Seahawks go. The Lions would need to beat Green Bay and for Seattle to lose to get that final playoff. That's pretty simple, pretty simple in the NFC. Pretty simple, and interestingly enough, uh, if the Titans and Jaguars tie next week, uh, the Jaguars would go. They would advance because they beat the Titans earlier in the year. Again, you've got a a somewhat... Uh, Raider-like scenario because, yes, if the Jaguars lose next week, they still got a shot. If Miami loses out, Miami lost today. Seattle defeats the New York Jets, with they, which they did, 
Buffalo defeats New England, which they did, and Pittsburgh loses tonight but beats the Browns next week. <laughs> That's So Jaguars fans, uh, take heart. Even if you lose week 18, if those scenarios happen, the Jaguars are in as a wild card. And, and, and what's interesting is the Browns are in the scenario even though they've been eliminated from the playoffs. There's no way that the Browns can get in, but they are 7-9. and nine. Yeah, They're and eliminated, so, yeah. Yes, they are, they are eliminated, but they could play into it because of tiebreakers if their record were to get to 8-9. and nine. And those scenarios fell through where if you, where if you had that log jam, the, like I believe – Essentially, the Jaguars would just need the Browns to be a part of that so they could end up getting a, a playoff spot if everybody was at 8-9. and nine. You, you know what so. I loved about today, and in all seriousness, in addition to being on the air with you, we, hit, we entered the day, five playoff spots remained, remained undecided, right? Four of the league's eight division titles were still up for grab, and we're in the second final week of the season. That's not bad. That's no. not bad. I, I, I personally like that. So, you know, the, the, the Bucks got it done. Uh, the Giants got it done. The Dolphins needed to win, and they needed the Jets to lose. Well, the Dolphins didn't take care of business, but the Jets lost. The Commanders needed a win versus the Browns, who you just mentioned. They also needed losses by the Seahawks and Lions. But the point of the matter is we're staying engaged, and I think maybe this extra, this seventh playoff position is going to be good for the NFL. I'll say this. I don't think it's good for a playoff game. I don't think that that, that we have a – and now and if the Vikings get the two seed, maybe a different story. I don't think the two seven game is, is intriguing, but if that's the price to pay for what you're talking about over these last two weeks, then that's the price we pay. And I think that, that, that I'd be okay with that. He's Bernie Fratto. I'm Dan Beyer. Welcome to the Fox sports radio tailgate presented by the big green egg. Nothing beats the flavor of live fire cooking on a big green egg. It's the most versatile grill you'll ever own backed by a lifetime warranty. Roll with the best shop online for free delivery at BigGreenEgg.com. lifetime warranty, free home delivery, BigGreenEgg.com. with most of the games in the books. Who is the real big winner in week 17? We'll tell you that plus our MVPs next year on Fox sports radio. A happy New Year to you. It's Fox Sports Radio, a Fox Football Sunday, Red Zone Radio. He's Bernie Fratto. I'm Dan Byer. Most of Week 17 in the books, 16th game. Still, It's still taking me a while to get a Week 18 used to it, Bernie. It's a 17-game schedule. I got used to the whole, you know, you, it becomes a party of 16 games, 17 weeks. So you're thinking the second to last week of the season is is week 16, but uh, yeah, week 17. I know I've said it a, a time or two on the show today with a week 16, but it's uh, the 16th game uh, played in week 17. We still have two more to go, including a dandy tomorrow night between the Bills and Bengals. Real quickly, to piggyback on that, January 8th, the regular season concludes, and the playoffs begin January 14th. Why do I bring this up? When the Rams went to Super Bowl 14 and lost to Pittsburgh at the Rose Bowl back in 1980, the game was played January 14th, 1980. Speaks to the length of the season now. The playoffs are just starting, and back then, the Super Bowl was completing. Get Bernie on Twitter at Bernie Fratto. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Bayer on Fox. Here are our MVPs for Week 17. This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. MVP. Let's go! Most Valuable Plays. Cowboys at Titans. Here comes second down seven. Prescott back looking left. Throwing it in the back of the end zone for Schultz. What a grab! 
Did he get it? Touchdown, Dalton Schultz! The Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. Cardinals at Falcons. Liam McCullough will snap. Pinion spot. The kick is from Koo, and it is good. And Atlanta wins. 92-9 the game. Falcons Radio Network. Bears at Lions. Sets up a screen. Got it to Swift. Picks up a block at the 20. Swift 15. Swift 10. Swift 5. Swift Enzo. Touchdown Detroit Lions. WXYT FM 97.1. The ticket. Lions Radio Network. Broncos at Chiefs. Mahomes will throw it over the middle, wide open. Blake Bell reaching out, rolling into the end zone. If they're going to give it to him, touchdown! 106.5 The Wolf and the Chiefs Radio Network. Dolphins at Patriots. Myers, Aguilar right. The snap, Jones, he's throwing it toward Fort. Left yep. corner of the end zone, caught. Touchdown New England at the near pylon. 98.5 The Sports Hub and the Patriots Radio Network. Colts at Giants. Three-step drop. Colts fires it. Intercepted by Landon Collins down the left sideline. Collins to the 20. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Giants. Landon Collins with the pick six. WFAN Giants Radio Network. Saints at Eagles. Takes the snap, throws a quick one, and that's picked off by Marshawn Lattimore. Pick six. Welcome back, Marshawn. That's how you do it. Happy New Year, baby. WWL Saints Radio Network. Panthers at Buccaneers. Brady takes the snap and looks toward his way. Throws toward Evans, toward the end zone. Evans, Andre Bay makes the catch. Touchdown Tampa Bay. Evans has three. Fire the cannons. Fire them. Buccaneers Radio Network. Browns at Commanders. Watson up in the pocket. Looking. Cooper's wide open. Caught it. Ten. He's at the five. He cuts to the pylon. Touchdown Amari Cooper. His second of the day. Browns Radio Network. Jaguars at Texans. The ball has come out there. Tyson Campbell picks it up. He's going to run it into the end zone for the touchdown for Jacksonville. WJXL AM 1010 and FM 92.5 Jaguars Radio. Jets at Seahawks. Gino has time. He's going to throw in the back corner. Caught. Touchdown. Seahawks. Colby Parkinson from 12 yards out. Seahawks Radio Network. Vikings at Packers. Here comes Dixon to the 5. Left hash marks 10, 15. Hits a hole hard. He's to the 25, 30. Breaks into the clear. Keyshawn Nixon is off to the races. It's secretary to the Belmont. No one will catch him. It is a touchdown. 97-3 the game. WRNW Packers Radio Network. Rams at Chargers. Herbert sets smart in motion to throw. Looking for Mike. Pressure comes to the end zone. Caught touchdown! Chargers! KYSR All 98.7 Chargers Radio Network. 49ers and Raiders. Straight drop by Stidham. Going to throw out left for Devontae Adams. It's intercepted! He threw the ball right to Sean Gibson. Running back the other way. 30, 20, 10, 5. He's out of bounds. KNBR 49ers Radio Network. The most valuable play. Skittles for everybody! This is Fox Football Sunday. You know, Bernie, before we, we go, I do want to uh, give major props to Ricky Herrera 
in our imaging department who puts those things together week in and week out. A great, great collection of highlights. So uh, a big thank you to Ricky and a happy 2023 uh, to him as well. Another behind the scenes. A big thanks to uh, Bo Benson, obviously our executive producer. Monty, who's always at the news desk. And Iowa Sam and and Chris Perfett, who are technical producers, always running this show. I'm going to pat myself on the back for this one, Bernie. All right, you ready for this one? Go ahead. I told you weeks ago that there was a reason Brian Dable punted in overtime with two minutes to go near midfield. Oh, yeah. And, and in that situation, the Giants, a tie to them was very valuable. Remember, they had lost to the Seahawks. They had uh, ended up losing to the Lions. If they could just n- avoid a loss against the Commanders, it allowed them some room when it came to a tiebreaker. The Giants clinched a playoff berth today. And without that tie, it's not that they would be eliminated, but they would not have been able to clinch that playoff berth this week. And there would be scenarios next week that would have them playing for their playoff lives with the matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles on the horizon. So kudos to Brian Dable, not only on the playoff berth in his first year as a head coach of the Giants, but also in making the right decision when people said he didn't have enough guts and he should have played for the win. He made the right move and that tie made all the difference in the Giants clinching early. Great call. Remember, remarkable turnaround and not for nothing, Dan. The Packers have opened up minus four next week against the Lions. Early action coming in on the Lions. Ooh. Uh, an old NFC Central showdown this time in the NFC North. Uh, so much to play for in Week 18. For Bernie Fratto, I'm Dan Beyer. This has been Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Keep it locked here on Fox, and we'll talk to you next week in Week 18. Happy New Year. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.